I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. fucking Mark Twain shit, because it's definitely getting chiseled on your tombstone. Uh, what are we doing? It's Alive. What year is it? 1974. Yeah, 1974. 82. It's live, and the other one was 5th episode of Who Will Survive, and um, at this point, I think we have established that uh, we have something good going here, so I think uh, we might keep the show going. What do you think, Marco? I hope so, because I, I enjoy it. I really do. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, for today's show, we had kind of had a little bit of a talk about a few different ideas of what we were going to do, and... Um, you know, we sort of started to assess what we hadn't done yet as far as uh, some of the, right. the genres or the, the types of movies or time periods that the movies are from. So I think that's important to kind of keep ourselves doing different stuff and not just fall into the trap of... There's so much, right? Yeah, and, and it's easy yeah. to just keep There's, going to stuff you so like. It's so much because we can... Well, that and we also... You can fall into, like, okay, like, what's what's in the now? What's, what movies are in the now and we can go from there, but there's pretty much there's there's not much going on right now. So we pick a genre and we're like, okay, well, within that genre, you know, where do we go? Time, right? Fifties, sixties, seventies, you know that. And then you go, okay, uh, just for example, like our theme of this week is monsters, right? Mm-hmm. So we we were trying. I was trying to couple. Well, do we want to do modern monsters? Do we want to do old class monsters? And so, but that's the fun part of trying to organize a show is that there's so much to pull from and i think the hard part is to try to do something especially reviewing older movies is trying to come up with a different approach of uh something that hasn't been said before um by doing an older genre movie that's not set into like today's time like you saw a movie last week or whatever uh, you can come to a different perspective because you're like okay i saw this when i was 12 uh-huh. but now i really understand it and that's would be like a cool little uh perspective on it right on right on yeah i think uh the one thing that we had come to the conclusion of also is that we hadn't done anything 
at least as far as covering movies from you know outside of the modern mm-hmm. era so far. So we wanted to try to get into something 70s and 80s, you know, mm-hmm. sort of the the peak era of horror movies of uh, kind of a few different styles that really rose this out, is of, where out I, of those time periods. Yeah, this is where I like to say um, this is my kind of horror. <laughs> this the these that we're reviewing today. Uh, even this genre into the 80s monster movies this mm-hmm. is where I grew up with this is what I used to you know spend time watching even the sci-fi channel at two o'clock in the morning and these movies would come on HBO uh, the video rental places if people don't know what those were back in uh, you know that's where I used to spend my time in the horror section just picking and choosing movies out of this time frame right uh, so I know I, I I haven't seen a lot like uh, I haven't seen all the movies out there of course but there's some that I vaguely remember right, and then right. revisiting I'm just like holy shit that was awesome or what was <laughs> I thinking thinking you know this was a good movie right. uh, but this is where I like to say like if I ever had like a certain point in my horror movie experience in my life what what would be the most exciting time period it would be like 80s horror movies is my is my go to right and and really specific, you know, monster movies. Yeah. Well, we, there's all kinds of monster movies, but yeah. So. We, we established that, uh, at least time period-wise, from our, our mm-hmm. top ten list in the first episode, that, mm-hmm. you know, we both had several movies from the 70s and the 80s in our top yes. tens and even our honorable, honorable mentions. So it's it's definitely one of those, those peak eras where a lot of good stuff came from. And... Unfortunately, during the the prime time of a lot of good stuff, there's always a lot of bad stuff too. So, oh yeah, it's, it's really hard to <laughs> to find the good from the bad or the mediocre or average stuff as well. You really so. have to put your yeah, you really have to put yourself in the mood to watch mm-hmm. certain even like even at the time when it was out too. It was uh, you got to put yourself in okay, you know, special effects, right, sound right. quality, acting. It's all different. Like if you watch something from today and people are like, that's horrible. Sure. It's like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it's horrible. Um, it doesn't have the production quality, but if you look beyond it and you really have to like then suspend yourself a little bit and look beyond the production quality and first thing you have to ask yourself is like, whoa, was that twist at the end good? Was that a good story that you just were told? And then you can get beyond some of the, the effects and the production and the sound and the acting. Um, I think that goes hand in hand with almost every movie, right? Even yeah, today's yeah. standards, there might be amazing movies out there, but the something about it is just really bad. So this, it's really easy to nitpick this uh, this era of mm-hmm. '70s and '80s horror to right. like those were just the cheesy actors and so yeah, but sometimes that was part of it. Right. You know that was um, the reason why movies today they make fun of those rules. Remember, you know, like if they come out with a horror movie today, like for example, Scream. You like the movie Scream, right? And what did they do? In that movie, they explained the rules. You have to have there's certain rules that horror sure. movies uh, follow to make it a horror movie, right? Right. And right. as you go back and you watch movies from the 70s and 80s, even some of the 90s movies, you go, "Oh, there's why that rule was in place. Oh, uh-huh. here it is." So, the one thing that um, might uh, distract you from watching an older movie from today's time is that you're gonna see the mistakes made that they correct today, right? Uh, which I'm talking about is like. Oh, don't drop the car keys. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're running, you drop the car keys. Oh, here's seven movies I just watched them dropping the car keys that you don't find that in today's because they make fun of that. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
it's it's almost predictable is what i'm saying it's like it, you're going back and you're watching a movie that you haven't seen before you know set before you even saw it but uh sure it's predictable in that way oh here it is of course they did it because they didn't learn from it yet so yeah i don't know if that makes sense uh no it does i think um okay you know every time period has sort of some of its signature things and then mm-hmm. you see some of the signature uh styles cross over to other other eras and other genres but the thing i like the best is um kind of looking at what the the similar style of movies from each era so you know like today we're gonna have a movie from kind of the early to mid 70s and then Mm -hmm. a movie from the early 80s yes that i think they're similar but there's definitely a a a difference in the way that they do that style of movie in in the two eras and obviously different directors and stuff too but Definitely. Um, yeah. I, I like that, seeing that kind of stuff, and I don't, I don't have as much experience with uh, with these monster movies as you do. So mm-hmm. this was one that I sort of left it up to you to pick out a couple movies for us. Um, right. Since so far, pretty much I've picked out everything for you. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I should. It was my turn. Yeah. Have you uh, get some old monster movies for me to check out? Um, yeah, I was, and, and doing this, I was thinking, like, I didn't want um, there to be too much similarities to the two movies I wanted to pick, but I, the, on these two I did because there was a, there was, uh, and when we get into the talk, well, I'll explain why um, these two, for me, are uh, similar in a way that they, how they affected me growing up and still even revisiting and watching them and refreshing for the show, right. still to this day holds up to, as far as affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um I wanted you to experience that, and right. I think I even told you. I said, "Hey, turn it. You know, wear earbuds, turn the sound up, and just mm-hmm. you know, trust me on that." And because because you can get two completely opposite movies, but I like to do a compare too at the mm-hmm. end of our discussion, you know, and and see how how we do. So, yeah, picking yeah. these, it was almost like uh, when I chose Basket Case, I was like, "That's definitely something I need Paul to watch like right now." Sure. Um, and then it's alive came up because of basket because of the similarities to it. So, right, you know, I, I just didn't. I mean, I could have went. Oh, here's a slasher film, and then here's a monster film. But no, yeah. we wanted in the theme of well, even uh, and like the the original ideas that we had suggested, which we'll save what those ideas were. But right, um, we had some more modern movies, and they were mm-hmm. really completely disconnected from each other. There was no similarities. It was just like here's a right. monster, and there's a monster. And everywhere a monster. So, exactly. And it would be. It's good to visit older films because you can see how a today's monster film mm-hmm. uh, and how they rely too much on technology. Where right. my favorite thing about doing this and my favorite genre of horror is that it puts you in that simpler time where there's no cell phones, there's no internet, there's nothing. It's just it's pure. You know, when you can run down the street screaming and not everybody's videotaping you. And in today's standards. Right. So I like revisiting, um, you know, things that I grew up with in that time frame. Right, right. I think it's, I I can't relate, like, when it comes to, like, classical monsters, like, my, you know, like, on our favorite top ten, my favorite is Frankenstein. And it's easy to go back and say, let's do some monster films. And people think, oh, monster films, which one? Werewolf, Frankenstein, you know, Dracula. And you're like, well, no, I'm thinking more like, you know chud or or you know something that the blob 
Right. Even the remake of the Blob. Like I, I almost wanted to do the remake of the Blob, which maybe we'll get to one day. But it's it's those are the films that I think that I that I consider as my pinnacle horror type. Right. So I didn't want to go back on to something classical. Hey, I have to. Not, spe- not yet, anyway. Speaking of classic monsters, I have to ask a, a question um, regarding something mm-hmm. that sort of something that Rich had said. Um, our friend sure. uh, Rich Pereira had recently recorded with me for uh, kind of a sit-down conversation type of show. Friends to the end, yes. Yeah, so um, that hasn't actually people will hear this before that show comes out. So cool. I can talk about it a little bit, but not too much. Okay. Um, he had uh, referred to vampires as Draculas. Now, is that uh, can <laughs> there be more than one Dracula? <laughs> Because no. I like also saying Draculas, too. Do you? I've yeah. never heard anybody refer to <laughs> vampires as Draculas. It's either Dracula or there's vampires. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, seriously. Because, I, I mean... He's a singular person. I, I know person. Dracula as a person. Okay. Yeah, as a person, you know, with a person with a backstory. Okay. And even the people that he turned into, they weren't other Draculas. They were vampires. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's interesting. It is interesting because I could see how... <laughs> I could see how you could do it to to kind of uh, sure. put your mindset into you know like that that theme of it of a monster I guess but uh, no Dracula is Dracula. I think we both just like doing <laughs> it to be assholes, not to <laughs> like influence yeah. our mind in any specific way. <laughs> yeah, part of me goes like, well, I don't understand how you could do that, but I think uh, <laughs> you know I I could see how I could see how why why you would say something like that. Yeah. So, I was I was saying before we started recording that episode's definitely going to be a mess to clean up. We got a little loose on that one. So. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah, um, it definitely had fun. So I think uh, with this this whole creature feature phenomena here, um, mm-hmm. there's there's so much to explore with the uh, creature feature genre, I guess subgenre. Yes, you would call it so. I was was kind of talking to you about how we should make this a reoccurring series where we could... Yes, um, I'd love it. Uh, not in any particular, like every fifth episode or whatever. Um, just whenever we feel like it, we could bust out another another uh, creature show like this. Um, did I actually tell you... It reminds the, me of like the Elvira times. Right. Did I did I tell you the name that mm. I was kicking around for, for the show, for the series? No. Um, uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Should I say it on the show in case you don't like it? I'll have to cut it out. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, because if I, I'll, I'll tell you if I don't like it. Okay. And on on the show, <laughs> I was <laughs> the I wanted to call the series the creatures going to creatures going to eat you double feature, and then we would say the two like movies that. after. <laughs> See, there's not much I don't like, and I, it kind of <laughs> piss myself off sometimes. All right, so this will be the yeah, uh, we like everything. This will be the first installment in the Creatures Gonna Eat You double feature series. Nice. Oh, you know why I like that? It, again, I like I said I like it because I grew up watching Elvira and her double feature or creature feature show that she used to do all that and she used to pick the cheesiest, you know, monster movies or whatever <laughs> and and yeah, she would do her commentary, but I this is why like like for example, this is th- these two movies that I picked would be like a drive-in creature feature. Right. You know what I mean? That would be Yeah, I like that. Nice. All right. Well, the, the only thing is we're stuck to only doing two at a time, but I guess Yeah, that's fine. If maybe if we had uh, a set of three movies that went together, we, it could be like double feature plus one. There you go. There you go. 
it'd, it'd be a, it'd be one board. that we can just kind of speed through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you get into like um, when we get into the old classic ones, like when if we ever did one that was in the fifties or sixties, and it's the like them or Empire of the Ants and stuff like that, where there's not a lot to talk about. There might be right. cool scenes to talk about because they're very similar. Right. So right. then definitely we can lump three or four movies into that. Sure. Or just do a super long episode. <laughs> right. Right. There you go. That's always that option. Uh, no, I, I like the idea of um, having reoccurring series. I know we've kicked around a few other ideas of having a reoccurring mm-hmm. theme for different things that we're still sort of working out. It's, uh, I always feel like there's a million ideas and just not enough time to do them. So, it, That's the thing. And uh, the hard, I think the, one of the hardest thing is to try to uh, come up with a show without trying to be too sporadic and to lump a whole bunch of things in at one time. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, like, I love the feedback i love listening to feedback hey we, we right. heard the show and um yes i agree with this or no i don't agree with you on this and and it's easier to concentrate it on like like instead of trying to be sporadic like, again you know right. hey let's do a creature feature okay give me two movies well let's do kind of the ones that can almost blend one can almost blend right into the other yeah i like getting suggestions from people even just for what to i did watch. too can I talk about one thing though on the suggestion though? And I think you brought this up to me, and uh, sure. somebody had suggested the movie Orca. Okay. Okay. And I, the the first thing that comes to my mind when you when I hear Orca as a creature, it's not. I don't consider that a horror movie like at all. Uh, and I'm curious to hear your take on that. Like, to me, um, that's a, it's it's. I haven't it's, actually uh, seen that one, so I can't oh, okay. comment on it. Okay. 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 Then scratch that. But uh, maybe I'll put it out there in the in the uh, Facebook chat or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, someone had mentioned Orca, and and um, I felt kind of weird, even trying to like, you know, if like say we're going to work, we're going to review Orca as a horror movie uh, on a horror podcast. Yeah. So I think it was uh, it was my friend Jerry that said that. Yeah. And I think. Yeah, and I love. He's, he's sort love of. Uh, he's he's sort of super deep into those kind of movies, so he would definitely mm-hmm. be able to explain, or maybe. Maybe he doesn't think it's a horror movie, and just because I think you could still have a creature movie that's not a horror movie too. I hear you. You know, no, I, like I said, uh, I love that movie. Yeah, something with and it is, with any kind of a monster that's maybe not a horror movie. Yeah, because he can one he can make the argument of Jaws is almost like the same thing, but Jaws is considered a horror movie, and Orca to me is not, but it's almost the same. Like it could be, it okay. could be in that same family, I guess. So maybe right, maybe there it is. So yeah. I usually try to stay out of the is it horror or not discussions because it seems to no, be a hotbed issue. So it it is, and that's why I always bring it up sometimes. Like uh, some like a lot of the like you and I have talked about the fringe horror and stuff like that. Where right. uh, I know I know we're going off on a little tangent, but maybe we'll no, maybe we'll do like a uh, slight discussion one day on the gray area because to me, again, my. Um, I'm not going to say expertise, but my focus is this, you know, 70s, 80s monster movie genre. That's right. I, that's my focus. And I always, mm-hmm. you know, had this preconception of this is these are horror movies and these are not. So, again. Right. Yeah, I think everyone you know. has their own interpretation mm-hmm. for sure with that. So, um, people have their own parameters. And there was uh, a lot of hot discussions about a couple of fringe movies last year, I know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's one of those, one of those ones that always comes up, 
and then people get super pissed about something if it's close to <laughs> yeah. them. So. Yeah, see, I won't get mad. I won't get mad <laughs> even if it's close to me. I won't get mad. Right. Uh, but I like to talk about it and then try to, you know, pinpoint it into a a category where, um, you know, if I see it on a shelf and I have like, you know, I don't know, some some obscure movie like like a lot of people can make the argument that Jaws isn't a horror, right? Right. Just because of the uh, it might just have a man eating shark out there, but it's just overall element puts it into a different category. So that like I said, the gray area yeah is like you said is a hotbed for discussion a lot of times. And mm-hmm. yes, I avoid it, but at the same time, I I can't help myself sometimes. Right. That's why, like I said, I love to talk about if Orca could be considered into a creature feature or a monster movie in general. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? Cause I can make the, I can make the argument that it, it's not, but again, well, that's, I was going to ask, um, if you had any sort of specific, um, I guess guidelines of what you would consider a creature feature. Cause I, I just kind of mm-hmm. like poked a little bit into things to make sure I was sort of classifying things the right way. Oh, sure. And, um, you know, the, the basic definition of it was just, any type of movie where the main antagonist is some sort of a monster. My my thing would be this. If I could go outside and see the monster in real life, I don't consider it a monster. Okay. It's something that I could, you know, you can make up on the spot where I have to use my imagination. Right. Even if it is a, you know, a, 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 a demon baby or a Siamese twin ripped off of another. Right. That kind of stuff is still, you don't see that in real life. Right, you know what right. I mean? So that's, not that's real. to me like, exactly. So a big snake or a big um, shark and stuff like that to me is not really a monster film to me. Okay. But unless they're I like still an altered one. Like if it's. Well, uh, yeah, like a eight headed snake with lion heads. Or sharks <laughs> with lasers. That's right. But if the lasers have to be bio, you know, biological, so to, yeah, they would have so, to be like actually, you know, it'd be like a cyborg shark with fucking like, like Godzilla, a laser you eye. know, with the yeah, so like Godzilla that that can actually breathe fire and then or uh, I guess arcane energy or something. Sure. So um, that be uh, that would probably be my interpretation of a monster, right? Uh, monster film where I would I would I wouldn't see that in real life. Yeah, yeah, that's I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I mm-hmm. like that. Um, I like imagination better. That's why. No, that's cool. So why don't we uh, just take a little pause here. Okay. And then we'll get into our first movie and uh, see what we think about uh, 1974's It's Alive. Yes. Strange, but I don't need space from you. 
falling, go falling again. Okay, we are back, and we're here, well, we're here, but you're not here with us, um, but what we are <laughs> going to do is we're going to talk about It's Alive from 1974. Yes. This was my first time watching this movie, and like okay. I said, this was um, the, the choice that I had given you to pick out a couple movies, and uh, this, um, this one was one that you said you had seen before, so... Why don't you tell yeah. us a little bit about why you chose this movie? Sure. So this is, I had to think about uh, when you approached me with this, hey, pick up two monster movies like we have alluded to before here. I'm thinking about like, okay, I don't want to, you know, of course, <clears throat> sorry. Um, what movies affected me in a way when I was growing up or still to this day, that's something that could be like done, said to like, hey, to this day, a lot of people talk about this movie it's alive and if you look at a lot of the comments and other forums of this movie you'll see like pretty much a recurring theme going on meaning like oh my god the the baby still affects me to this day just the look of it or the sound right. of the you know the everything and that's what to me when i describe this movie to people or hey go see this movie is because i know what's going to affect them and sure. it's not the acting you know it's not. It's not the visual effects, or uh, the baby is kind of because there's the the monster baby in this movie, mm -hmm. and it is freaky to look at. Um, it's really cool because they never really like show it to the point where you can examine it. Right. So it's always obscure in the corner, and sometimes you get the vision of it, whatever. But the sound, yeah. and and this is a reoccurring of both movies will do. But the sound of this, the 1970s production quality shot <laughs> right in this movie because it is overdubbed it is over uh the sound quality is like you know yeah. tenfold you right, know what i mean right. they're actually using real sound people right. and uh and that's one thing that i don't know like i said so this is the first time you've seen it so is is that are you getting the sense of what i'm talking about like the that whole the screams the blood, the acting, the the sounds of the monster. Yeah, it's kind of like, and, um, and that kind of adds to the fear of it. A little right. Bit. No, I, I I appreciate what you're saying with that. Okay. Um, sometimes it's hard for me when the the overdubbing or the the ADR mm -hmm. recording mm -hmm. volumes are off, like it doesn't <laughs> feel natural. So it's like you you, you yes. appreciate the sound quality is better, but at the same time it it feels unnatural too. Yeah. And like their yeah. face doesn't match up or whatever. Like right off the bat, <laughs> like one of the worst things ever to ADR from the 70s is fucking fake pain. 
Like, yeah. people could not fake pain for ADR recordings for shit back in the 70s. Right, uh, right. It was like how it started with the mom and labor. And, like, it was, right. it was just so off-putting right away. And I'm like, what in the hell? But, yeah, I, I appreciate the idea that it makes it a higher quality because, you know, if their mics weren't as good and they couldn't pick up shit by just right. having mics hanging over top or whatever back then so <laughs> it, it's it's just something that always stuck with me yeah um growing up and uh to this day like i said to this day i, I you think of like a handful of movies that just have that certain effect on people where right like it's not like i said this movie isn't um there's like if you notice there's no jump scares mm-hmm. really they don't rely like i don't know i have to re- go back and remind myself when did the audio jump scares come into effect in horror movies because of course this movie did not use one it when they and they could have been actually it could have benefited from it too mm-hmm. there were certain scenes where a, a jump scare could have benefited from whatever but they just it didn't do it and again it could be one of those things where that the horror rules that we discussed earlier could have come in play later on yeah. and the overuse of of jump scares right. but um so yeah so you know th- this movie is um pretty simple and like it starts pretty simple you know you have a uh, a couple who are giving birth to their second child right and there's always this pre, uh, uh, pre-notion of the woman the, the wife is always saying there's something off there's just something off I don't feel like the like the first child right. and everybody's like don't worry it's normal it's normal you know mm-hmm. uh, and then of course you know the movie kind of kicks right on to they're going to the hospital to deliver the baby right you know and uh you know, and and so that's where we'll get our monster. the The baby is born, and just and right away, five people are dead in the delivery room, right? Yeah, that was. A cool and we scene. don't see the baby. We don't see the yeah. So, so this what what kind of got me too when I was rewatching this. I'm like, everybody's concerned, even the um the hospital about the baby that that's missing, or the the they don't call it a baby; they call it the creature because right. it had fangs. You know, it was that whole thing where what you don't didn't see, mm-hmm. so you didn't see the killings happen. But nobody really paid attention to the five people that just got killed, right, in, in the delivery room. That, mm-hmm. You know, they didn't really make a big deal about it. It was just like ah, just another day at the <laughs> at the hospital. Yeah. But we got to find that baby, you know. And uh, so that was kind of fun. Right. Um, no, I I like. And it could be just the editing or. I like the way that it opened up was good. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it goes through this whole thing at the hospital, like you said, where they, I mean, I, I, so, all right, going into it, I knew that it was like a killer baby thing, even though I had never seen it. It's not hard to figure out, but. Right. Um, I like that they, they kind of, they didn't like ram it down your throat right away, like, like show you the baby right away or, but they just had like these little hints, like that there was a hole through the ceiling that the baby escaped through and they're like. They didn't say, well, the baby escaped. They're just like, you know, not a full-sized person would be able to fit through that hole. It's too small. That hole in the skylight isn't large enough for a full-sized human being. There's no other way out of that delivery room. The doctor's correct. Let's not have a discussion about it, shall we, Lieutenant? I've asked your husband to submit to some tests, and I've refused. You've never been exposed to radioactivity in radioactive material. Or undergone extensive x-rays. No, Doctor, I told you. Can't rule out uh, genetic damage. I noticed that you did inquire about abortion eight months ago. Doesn't everybody inquire about it nowadays? 
It's just a question of convenience, and we decided to have the baby. We all make mistakes. I apologize for that crack. So right. They just kind of hinted at it a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The part that felt weird was just the way that things were strung together, like all that crazy shit happens in the hospital. Um, everyone is like slaughtered and whatever. And then the cops show up, they ask a few questions, and then they just like go home. And I was like, that's yeah. it? Like, that's it what just, I'm saying. Like, again. It felt like they didn't do anything. They were just like, all right, well, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it um, <laughs> so that, and again, you can, you can, uh, I guess, uh, credit to 1970s editing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how it was real jump edited. You know, it's like, okay, we had the scene, then we went right back to everybody's calm and everybody's going home. Yeah. It was like um, that when she was on the way to the hospital too. Like it started out with her in labor, and yeah. the, like the dad goes in to wake the son up, and he like sits down in his bed and he's having a long right. conversation with them. And so I'm like, isn't she fucking in labor? And you still got to drop this kid off? We're sitting around fucking talking about shit. Like, hurry up, man! What yeah. the fuck? But yeah, yeah it was yeah, just yeah. funny because he's like, he's just wasting so much time. Um, I think they were trying to get the sense of. Uh, you kind of get the sense of like, okay, this is their second child, and they're going to go through this again. It's just, it's just routine, right? Yeah. It's routine, well, but and you, f- they, they really like poured it on pretty heavy that like the father and son were supposed yeah. to be close, and it was like this good relationship that they had at the beginning, which you know comes up later. Right. Right. There's you know that plays a part in what is going on later on for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, they they basically just go home kind of empty-handed, I guess. <laughs> They're like, well, we missed the field well, goal. After so everything is, we lost the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, um, my wife, because so okay, so it, it's hard to uh, without scene by scene and trying to explain the entire movie. If if anybody right. listening have seen it, um, so the wife has the baby and it's missing and there's everybody's dead but the mother and there's a hole in the scene and the baby escapes. Okay, or the creature. They keep referring to it as, you know, I've never seen a baby like that. It's abnormal, whatever. Yeah. So all the wife wants to do is like, where's my baby? Where's my baby? Right. And when the husband comes in, he's just like, let's just take it. Let's just go home. Like, you know, forget that baby. It's right. a monster. It's a, it's something that I don't want. It's not part of me because they, they're starting to discover what it is right. throughout the film. And, and okay, so the baby, this the demon baby is on the loose. Now, you have to ask yourself when you're watching it, like, okay, what is this? How did this happen? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, what What's going on here? Is this just an abnormality? Uh, I know they refer to it in the movie um, as a retarded kid. You know, with today's PR yeah. standards, that's you know. That was, I think that, that, was, that was, at his, was like it was at his work, right? The boss was like, oh, "Yeah, his work. I, yeah, yeah." I, I actually wrote down my notes. Said O'Connor says a retarded kid. He keeps him in the house. These things happen, Frank. You know, O'Connor's down in accounting. He's got a retarded kid. Insists on keeping him in the house, too. Well, nobody thinks a thing of that. Nobody blames him. We're not, we're not talking about a retarded kid. And you know it. We're talking about a monstrosity of some kind. Yeah, well, maybe we better not talk about that, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like I don't blame so, you, you know. It's a monstrosity. No, it's it's so it's uh it puts you into the time. Yeah. The times of the 1970s, the mid 70s, where um everybody's smoking, right? Yeah. Even um, in the waiting room of the hospital, they're smoking cigarettes. Well, it was I funny was because like, yeah, it's all the dads were in the waiting room right. and they're all doing things and 
Okay, so you start to uh, you start to question now. Now you have this de demon baby that this wife just gave birth to, right. and it killed all you know the the nurses and the doctors in there, and it escaped. So now the wife's all traumatized, but now she's on her way home. But in the waiting room, there was a subtle hint of the conversation, also, uh, with the dads in there. And the guy said, "I'm an exterminator." You know, we were introducing each other. He said, "I'm yeah. an exterminator, and here's my card." And um, he had mentioned some kind of uh, chemicals that they were using that would. Uh, first killed the cockroaches that he was exterminating and then but they started uh, yeah, mutating him, into something else yeah it made him like super powered or right something. so yeah. yeah exactly like like they just they're not dying and so it's already so again i always go to the school of thought of they don't ever put anything into the movie unless it's going to come to play mm -hmm. at the end or sometime in the mo in the movies so right away you get that sense of like okay why is he telling us this but you know could this be why this is happening but i like the fact that throughout this movie there is some sort of explanation happening right whether it be what that guy was saying and then later on you have the the university that wants to study this thing comes into play right right they want to dissect it and they want to you know you know most likely sell it to the military to weaponize you know in the future but then they also have the pharmaceutical company back in the 1970s this comes to play yeah i, I put a Why note about that, that the pharmaceutical companies yeah. were still scumbags back then too <laughs> exactly exactly so <laughs> how long has she been taking birth control pills before this pregnancy 31 months you realize of course that i came from the east specifically for this matter well, i realize that it is a police problem but once the thing is killed, it becomes a medical problem. Now, uh, you are in charge of that department, no doubt. Yes, I suppose so. Now, nobody knows how this thing happened. It, it's really a matter of speculation, and I think perhaps that's for the best. After all, if we find out that the cause is medication that we manufacture, and it was administered over long periods of time, well, it'd be bad for you, and even worse for us. We're susceptible, you know, to, to lawsuits. We think that the government hadn't tested and approved of those products that we put out on the market. What do your interests recommend? Absolute destruction of this thing. <laughs> you realize, you realize watching this movie, nothing has changed in this world. Right. You know what I mean? We're on, we're on a complete reloop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it going on because it's the same stuff that's happening today. But anyway, so so right away, a demon baby comes out, and now you have okay, is it is it uh, pesticides that are mutating people that are getting affected? Is it um, you know pharmaceutical? Because she asked how long she'd been on our birth control pills that are because they were concerned about you know whatever, and also the whole sweep it under the rug thing. Let's kill it and let's move on. Right. We'll find it, kill it. And then you have the police department now. It's after. Because now the baby's on a rampage on the outside, and the police right. department can't find it, but it ends up starts to kill people, right? Yeah. Well, and you with, even had no the, the um, so far. Even the dad was really like leaning towards that because mm -hmm. he was, you know, embarrassed by the whole thing, obviously. And exactly. He lost he, his. He had job. this whole shift yeah. where he was like totally on the side of trying to hunt the thing down and kill it. It's like, it's not my son, it's not a person, right. it's a fucking monster. Right. Oh, whatever it is, uh, you can't classify it as an animal. It's a human doctor, and that's what's disgusting to you, isn't it? It kills like an animal. And when we find it, we're gonna have to destroy it like one. I don't care. I suppose you have to do what's necessary. 
I'm glad you feel that way. I only hope your wife understands as well. What's it understand? Better not to think about it. So it got a little dark in right. that area too. Exactly, exactly. And um, you know, he went to his boss, and the boss was like, "Look, take some time off. There's reporters outside. It's and the reason why is because on his way home, the news reports of this monster baby that uh, terrorized and killed people in the hospital, and they and they leaked the names of who they were. So now everybody in their community knows who's responsible for this. And so the dad is now on the outside, and now people are giving him dirty looks. Like I said, his boss, you know, fired him." Essentially, you know, give him a, you know, take some time off, but said, hey, to say, just clean out his desk. We don't want this guy around us. So right yeah. away, he's already being chastised and everything. Um, so um, what about when they, they figure out that it's a baby or, you know, some small creature that they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And so they start this manhunt where there's the police and everyone are looking for, yeah. for this killer baby. And they have the fucking scene where the, the actual demon baby kills the the girl that was the singer and like the go-go boots and stuff oh yeah yeah and at the same time the cops you see them roll up and you're like oh the cops are showing up on the scene but then they cut to that it was just like a baby sitting out in the yard just yeah just like a regular ass baby because the cops (laughs) were like the most incompetent morons in this movie you know what's funny is i i um Again, I'm not putting this when I was watching for the first time, like back when I was a little a kid. But mm-hmm. now I'm I, all I kept thinking was every time I see the police officers in this, I kept thinking police academy. Yeah, I, I'm so the, stupid because they had the the same uniforms and they were over the top. Just mm-hmm. oh yeah, it was it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and, and it, they all looked like uh, 1970 porn stars too. I know. <laughs> well, they almost turned into like this this Halloween team up kind of thing where it was like the doctor. And the the police chief and whatever were all like out hunting. And the dad was like mm-hmm. this this group of random people that weren't even all cops looking for the baby. So, right, right. So yeah. So now, what's 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 interesting is uh, the like you said the team ups, right? So the dad has wants nothing to do with it. He just pretty much wants everybody to go away, but he wants to have nothing to do. Like they kept saying, like this is your son. Mm-hmm. pretty much and he's like that's not my i don't right. know i want to kill it and yeah, move yeah. on i want this uh, he's not my blood right um and then you got the mom right who's who's starting to act funny right yeah. like she wants everything to go back to normal but at the same time you kind of get in this sense of like she's she's trying too hard she's trying you know too hard to be friendly at the at the same time they have they have a first son that's been staying with a friend this whole time, all mm-hmm. right. And they're trying to hide the, the the secret, like almost like instant family secret from everybody, and trying to resolve this. Yeah, they didn't even tell um, the kid that they that there was anything wrong with the baby, or whatever. Like they just said he was sick and still yeah. at the hospital and not home yet, for the other kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so what was what, what? This is why I like this movie. Okay, it wasn't just a. Uh, a killer out there and they you know just have like they have to kill it for no rhyme or reason so we we're finding out that this this demon baby is starting to make its way back home right and he goes for some reason there's like this you know maybe the the mutation made it smart to realize it ended up at a school where their other son goes to the right. elementary school 
And um, so now the cops are there and the dad's there and going like, my son goes to this school. Why this school? Out of all the schools, why this one? Yeah. And I thought that was cool. So right away, you're putting your, okay, the baby knows. He knows. And, know. Uh, you know, and, and of course, baby kills some more cops or kills a cop there and escapes with a shootout and just shooting up the school. They did have a cool <laughs> scene know? with, um, it was like a, a scene in one of the classrooms where yeah. somebody got killed and then there was blood on like a, a finger paints picture that was done by a kid. I just thought that was like a pretty cool image right. and they kept kind of showing that. Yeah. Uh, but it, there yeah, wasn't it was a, like, a lot um, of blood in this movie though. Like there would be a, a, no, a splat here and there or something, but it was overall it was pretty tame on the actual uh, the gore best, in it. So. Yeah, I think the best kill scene was the milkman. Yeah. Um, we followed a milkman in between the killing. So he killed the go-go girl and it, it, all these things in between before the baby starts making his way home mm-hmm. is that there was a milkman scene and... Uh, he pulls the milkman through. The, I guess he gets hitches a ride or whatever. The milkman comes back and he pulls him through and he sees all this broken milk splatter and white liquid. And all of a sudden the white liquid right. just turns red. And you just hear, like I said, the sound effects are because the baby's like, it, it's disturbing, you know, yeah. especially when he's crying. And he's doing, it's like, it still bugs me to listen to this, <laughs> the yeah. audio of, of this. But, um, but the soundtrack's amazing too. And I'm sure we'll get to that. Is because the music really goes. Yeah, the score really is great movie. in this movie. Yeah, and uh, uh, so, so, so what's cool? Of, oh, is, I was gonna um, say with yeah, the, go the milkman thing. Uh, well, not the milkman yeah. himself, but earlier they established him by delivering milk, and then the the dad brings the milk in the house, and it's like yes. he already had milk in the fridge, and then got like eight more bottles of milk. And I'm like, uh, how much fucking milk does this guy need? Like. What? I mean, I buy it's a only... gallon, it lasts me a week and a half. I know. I'm like, how much milk is this fucking guy going to drink? That shit doesn't even <laughs> last that long back in the 70s. You know no, it goes bad in yeah, like three exactly. days. And then he had a it's, whole I, other I, freezer I, I, of shit too. I was like, is he prepping for the apocalypse or something? They had, yeah, they had a refrigerator and a freezer. And one was full of meat. Yeah. And the other one was pretty much full of milk. <laughs> and I know, which there was a reason why they had that. Play, but yeah, you're right. But they didn't establish why yeah. he has so much fucking shit for like him and like an eight-year-old kid and his wife. Yeah, exactly. And I his... thought about that too when I was re-watching it. And I go, wait a second, he just got like six more gallons of milk or <laughs> he liters had or whatever the they were. Too. And yeah, he opens the fridge up and he puts six, there's six more in there. I, I definitely <laughs> missed that. <laughs> <laughs> I was crazy. And the, all the meats. Did you see how much meat he had in that fr- in the freezer? I know. Like it's he like opened you, that freezer and it was just full. Yeah, you of don't the same have to meat. go shopping at all for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so so I guess um okay so now we're getting to the scene where the baby or the mother I get I don't know how to how to explain this but like uh well the baby got the mother the house. The, but also, yeah, he comes home. The the fucking son, Chris. Yeah, he like throws a fit and he he dodges the uncle or whoever was watching him, and he he fucking runs all the way back to his house too. Yeah. So it's, it's now we have the family meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's like building up to where the the baby's on the way to the house, and the other kids on the way to the house, and the two parents are there um, for you know kind of yeah. the the third act final showdown here. Right. So this is where the husband. Um, finds out that the mom has been harboring the baby when it came home and he's been st- not staying but just like almost like instantly the you know, baby came home and she kept it in the basement or it was in the basement and then the son 
was home also, and he was like, and, and the baby wasn't killing them. It would kill everybody else that would come across to, but it wasn't killing them. And they were, and the mm -hmm. mom and the son were like on board, right? They were like, oh, hey, you know, like, uh, don't worry. Um, don't be scared and everything. And the mom was like, I, that's my family. You know, this is, we're right. family. So there's that connection. And the dad, of course, no, he's, 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 you know, he, he needs to be destroyed. He's not, he's not part. He's not human. Right. And he, he goes to kill him. He goes to kill the baby. The demon baby. Yeah. And, uh, well, they had shoots the, him in the shoulder. What was the baby was in the basement, right? Yeah. And um, I, I had um, there was a funny part where the the dad came in and the mom was she was sitting upstairs and she was watching like a Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner cartoon. <laughs> cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And she has this huge. <laughs> yeah, right. She has this huge smile on her face and I'm like, is this bitch high right now? Yeah. Like, I know that look all too well, and I'm pretty sure that she just smoked a joint and she's watched some cartoons. She's watching cartoons, and he <laughs> said something like, what are you watching this shit for, or something like that? Or he... <laughs> I thought, I, uh, yeah. And then he checked was... the fridge, and then all the milk and shit was all gone. Yeah. After so he goes, he, he, the dad part. wakes up, yeah, and the, the mom's up or whatever, and he, he goes to their, yeah, there's no meat, it's all gone. No milk, All it's all empty. So now, now as you're sitting there going, okay. The baby's home and she's feeding him. And she's, she's accepting it as hers now. We almost missed too that um, earlier when the when the baby got into the basement that it killed the cat too. So that's right. Dead it, cat that's movie. right. It killed the kids. There you go. Another <laughs> cat on the board. Right. That one wasn't funny though. It's not that I want to see no. cats die. I just like to see when they get like thrown <laughs> against the wall like in Reanimator. Right. Then it's like actually funny. Or right. uh, or what was the I, one I, I, from our Halloween show, the Satan's little helper, and the, the oh right, the you demon said guy like slams the it. cat. He like takes the cat and he smashes it into the wall, and then he writes something in blood. <laughs> There's you're gonna have like a uh, when your checklist on movies, you're gonna say okay, you know, seven dead bodies, you know, three jump scares, and two dead cats. Yeah. That's well, going to be like your this one I, of, of I, movies. <laughs> I didn't particularly enjoy this one because it wasn't like funny in any way. So, right, so, It was just in the corner dead. Yeah. yeah. That's more like when they do some sort of comical thing with cats because you can punt them and spike them and do crazy shit like that to them. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know why that always wait, cats wait are like the punching review, bag. Uh, yeah. When we review uh, the movie Drag Me to Hell, you're going to, I think that's going to be your best cat oh, killing no. scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> to make a highlight reel of, so, of funny cat kills, it's just alienated great, all I mean, I, the I think you'll cat laugh lovers. for days on on it. So. <laughs> I know. Sorry, Peta. Um, I know. Sorry, anyone that loves cats. It's not that I don't love cats. I just laugh when yeah. they die. I like them when they're <laughs> yeah, still alive because too. it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also well, laugh I when other things funny. die too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so. All right. And that was the killing cat yeah, segment. So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Add sound effects here. Uh, um. uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so they had this big uh, showdown where the kid gets back to the house. And he's not supposed to be there, so he knows about a hidden key to go sneak in the back. They had, like, a, a door into the basement. It was, like, stairs down from the outside. Like a Home Alone kind of yeah. door. Except there wasn't ice on the stairs. Yeah, yeah this is the family reunion, right? This is how right. you know, everybody's... Um, yeah, and then that's when I they, guess purpose is coming. To the that's when they show that the like yeah, it's the kid the comes forefront. in, the dad gets the gun, he shoots the the thing, and it gets away, and it's like a whole a whole. Uh, so one of the coolest scenes in the movie is, is this now. 
when the kid when the when the the baby gets away the and the mom's like that's your son that's your son right mm-hmm. and he's like it's not my son i'm gonna kill it and he goes off and then he calls or i guess the um the police and they ch- and they track it down because it's shot you know that they, they, he shot the kid in the arm right and they track it to sewers right right so and now it, this is where it can get around the city so fast because it's in the sewers and right away i thought of the movie chud and i was like yes here we go if it could be was you know one of those but anyway another tangent Chud, cannibalistic, humanoid, underground dwellers. Chud, they're not staying down there anymore. But so, um, one of the coolest shots was they have a cop car in the. Uh, you know, these are sewers that you can walk in, obviously. So they have a whole police force. Yeah, I was like, why are they this demon kid through the? They're like driving <laughs> through the sewers. I'm like, it's so fucking ridiculous. Who could be driving? Yeah, in the sewer? yeah, like you know, cars. And, exactly. <laughs> I like so, how they get down there. <laughs> exactly. So they have a car and like you know a, a squad of policemen and the dad there and they're all you know they're the guys like the the sheriff's like get this guy a rifle. But also who was there too was the um, the university that wanted to study it. They wanted the the whole thing also was. Right one of the local universities wanted this monster to study it, mm-hmm. you know, to see what it was. And uh, they're like, uh, alive preferably, you know, but dead, that's whatever. In other words, you want me uh, to sign away the body, is that it? Well, it's your right. After all, you are the child's father. It's not my child. That's very wise. To disassociate yourself emotionally. <clears throat> yeah, and so now the dad's ahead of everybody and they're spreading out and they're, and they're trying to find this demon thing. And it's a really cool shot right here was all you saw was the police siren. So it was red siren going and it was, the editing was really cool right here. It was cutting to like a police officer and then the demon baby, like a shadow of it. And then like the dad, and then it did like this transition for like a minute and it kept showing like the baby in and out, like peeking his head out. So you're getting better glimpses at it, you know? And, uh, and I guess the dad saw it, and he started walking towards it, away from the police, the, the police guys, and it was crying, right? It was it was hurt, it was crying, and this is where you had the the dad's change of heart. Then my son, yeah, right? yeah. there's my son, <laughs> and he, you know, and this is where I was like, okay, and I like this part of it, okay? I didn't I didn't really want him to kill the baby, but it just made. I don't know. It brought it home a little bit. Like, okay, my wife, I'm going to bring him home. We're going to be a family moment. Right. And, you know, but he goes, it's hurt. So he's like, he, he makes up his mind to, you know, gather the, the kid up and kind of go home or escape or whatever. In the meantime, the police are behind him and they're like, you know, they, they, they know exactly what they're doing or what he's doing. They know he's, you know, he's got the baby. Uh, I think his name is Frank in the movie. Uh, Frank's got the baby, yeah. you know, and so they confront him outside of the sewers. He escapes and he has the kid wrapped in a, in a, his jacket and it's all, you know, he's full of blood and the wife's there. All the police are there. The, the university right. guy's there that they, and he keeps saying, he goes, just give it to me. We'll, you know, we want it. We're, we want it. To, we're going to study it. And, uh, the police officers have all their guns drawn. Here comes the police academy again. And, you know, in the all in the shooting stances and and shouting orders like we're just gonna kill you then we're, we'll we'll shoot you and end the baby because you know it's it's a monster right and uh, the dad makes this final speech of um, I'll give it to you for the university but 
make sure it's dead. I don't want him alive. I don't want you to torture it kind of stuff, right? Right. And so when one of the cops are about to just pop off on him there, I mean, this is a really tense situation. He he knows he's dead right there. And so he throws the baby, the monster baby at the university guy. Yeah. And all the cops just unload. Just, just, I know, <laughs> just blow great. him away. They just blow the the uh, the university uh, uh, scientist or whatever away with the baby and everything, and that's how that's how the monster died in this one, right? But it, it was kind of cool. And uh, the the big twist again, there's a big twist at this, right? And this is why, pretty much like I didn't want to stay at the beginning, but this is why I love this movie and I wanted you to see this movie too. And one of the reasons why it it it, uh, it carried over to like I keep thinking about this film is that. When the wife and the and the dad are in the back of the cop car and the sergeant's, like, I'm just gonna take you home and it's been a hell of a night kind of deal. Like this mm-hmm. sucks and I'm, you just got to go home. And so right. he gets a call from somebody on a private line on a phone that looks all, like it's a payphone inside his car. <laughs> yeah, inside his squad car, he gets a, on a payphone. Lieutenant Perkins, call you on the private line. Right. Perkins, I understand. Another one's been born in Seattle. Right. And I love, I absolutely love that because it's sure. like, this is so, cause then it's not just a single monster. This is a worldwide fun or a, it seems to be, uh-huh. you know, spread out as a more of a phenomenon and there's, there's going to be, Monster babies all over. Now, yeah, now, it's like the zombie apocalypse is, is ending. It's alive, two and three. So. Right. Yeah. So that's exactly. So I, I I thought that was cool, and I thought that is a good twist of a movie. And again, um, this was in 1974, so they did it first. Right. And it that kind of ending, it's simple. Right. You're like, yeah, well, that's that's kind of simple. Right. But it beats out a lot of movies today on their endings. You know, like how no, I agree. sometimes I yeah I was um. I was, uh, I don't know, I was starting to feel like some of the pacing was a little weird in the movie and it was starting to kind of feel like it was getting boring to me towards the end, even though it was the action. Sure, sure. The way it was like paced out and then I was kind of just like, all right, like what's going to happen? I know there's going to be a big showdown. Let's just do this. (laughs) Right. And then the ending through the whole part where he has to change a heart and he takes the baby and then they, you know, have the big shootout thing and. Then mm-hmm. the, they have the bummer ending where they find out that there's okay. more of these babies somewhere, and that actually like right. brought my my like of the movie up quite a bit. Yes, just from the the whole like yes. end sequence was so good. Um, and I wanted to tell you that too. It's like when I when I sit there and go, "Hey, watch it's alive!" Right? And I wanted to, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's hard for me sometimes. And I wanted to say, "Paul, but just wait, just wait to the end." And I didn't want to. Right. say anything. I didn't want. I just wanted you to watch it from begin to end. And yeah. you're 100 percent right. This movie is um, very simple. It's a very simple story to tell, but to be a featured-length movie, they had to draw it out to 90 minutes. Yeah. So I think that this kind of movie and the way it was set up and how it was twisted yeah. would be a great, like, Tales from the Crypt episode. Right, You know right. what I mean? That would have been a fantastic, uh, you know, 30, 40-minute mini episode to yeah, a, yeah. you know, a series, almost like a trick-or-treat kind of stuff thing, uh, a right. mini-movie. Because, again... Yeah, there's about 40 minutes of the movie. It's this repetitiveness. 
okay, here's another, here's another, uh, uh, the milkman death, the go-go girl death, the, the real quick uh, musician death that they had in it. And it was like, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. We understand what's going on. And to get to that ending, you know, you draw it out and almost like you, like you say, like almost like a slow burn movie. And 99% of monster movies are slow burns. You get the payoff at the end, the right. last 10 minutes to the film. So I yeah, hundred percent understand that. So well, it also um, but uh, it had a lot of a lot of padding out with just the the time in between in between things happening of just you know they'd be mm-hmm. walking somewhere and they'd show it for a long time or longer <laughs> like exposition right. dialogue or like the stuff where they try and make the the cops kind of keep coming back to check out the scenes and they have just long right time of just them sitting there looking at the body or something. Yeah, <laughs> it was like God. You could like trim like, so much out of this, changes. but it was only an hour and a half. Yeah, so they can't cut that much out. So right. No, I hear you on that. I, yeah, like the milkman scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, we actually saw him deliver to what two houses before he died. Right. And he, so, you know, it was like that. We a oh, full delivery. Get out of his truck. Get the bottles. Go to the thing. Come back. Drive away. Go back. And then the baby gets in. You know what I mean? We, so we actually like were working with him for about ten minutes before he got killed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. Um, now there is a remake of this film, I believe, in 2008, and I have not watched it. I, I haven't uh, either. And quite honest, uh, quite honestly, I didn't even know that there was one until right. uh, when I was re- revisiting this. When I go, what's this 2008? When they make another one? Or no, it's it's a it's a remake. So I'm actually kind of curious to watch the remake. Yeah. And see if it's um if what they do, you know what 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 difference what differences they do. I'm sure they'll keep the same plot twist, but uh, sure the style might be a little faster pace or or a little more graphic, of course. Because you're right, there was like hardly any blood in this in this movie yeah. at all. Um, the intro's birth scene was probably about it. Yeah. Uh, do you um do you want to give uh final thoughts and ratings, and we can uh we can wrap this yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Do- uh, go ahead. You can go first. Okay. I always tend to go first because I think, you know, uh, I've seen it before, so I'd like to hear your reaction second. So, okay. um, so yeah. Fi- so final thoughts is my, is, is like what got me on this movie is of course the story and the plot twist at the end. And also the dad's whole journey. Like we followed the dad, Frank, to this whole film and he, he did great. Uh, that actor is great anyway. And I, I can't remember his name off the bat. Um, but, I just followed him, like just everything he was doing, to the point where I was invest. I was vested into the the story, and I liked his turn as far as like him. You know, this is a, a monster baby that is not my flesh and blood. To this is my flesh and blood, and it was a great Frankenstein reference, even to the title of "It's Alive," mm-hmm. and to where Frank actually depicts himself as the, the Doctor Frankenstein right. in the film. He he does a. A scene in there where he's like, you know, I always grew up thinking Frankenstein was the monster, yeah. but the real monster is the guy who created it. And he referring to himself as I created a monster. Right. And I thought so me being a Frankenstein fan, I thought that I appreciated that. So mm-hmm. suppose that's going to be in all the uh, medical journals, the history books, huh? the Davis child, the Davis monster. It's like Frankenstein. In my opinion, this will be remembered long after each of us is forgotten. When I was a kid, I always thought the monster was Frankenstein. You know, Karloff walking around in these big shoes grunting. 
I thought he was Frankenstein. Then I went to high school and I read the book and I realized that Frankenstein was the doctor who created him. Somehow the identities get all mixed up, don't they? One must not allow oneself to be impressed by escapist fiction. That was cool. And of course, the title of It's Alive, you know, um, comes to play also. Uh, and the, the music score and the sound effects really got it for me as for the times. Yes, it is a very low budget B movie. You can totally tell, but you got to put, you kind of kind of have to see beyond that a little bit. So, um, at the grand scheme of horror, everything I'm going to, I would say this is a seven to me, uh, seven, seven and a half. I, I'd probably lean towards more of a seven. All right. And it's, and it's only because a lot of the stuff, like you said, the slowness of it, it kind of where you kind of you know you zone even when i first watched it when i was little i zoned off a little bit watching it and it just was just one of the the good parts to it so right it was a little slow getting to it and i thought this movie could be better as a short mm-hmm. a 30 minute tells in the crypt episode would be perfect so right, yeah right. a solid seven yeah oh that's not bad no it's good all right so i have to i'll, I'll start by I, I have a little written out thing here but i'll start by saying that okay. i at first, when I watched it, I wasn't super impressed with the movie. I felt Great. like I was lacking the proper nostalgia for this movie, mm-hmm. going into it as, you know, sort of a face value view from from modern standards. But um, I did uh, I did appreciate a lot of what I got out of it. Um, there's a lot of good parts. Uh, I think from from what I was seeing. Again, watching as a face value for a first time, I felt right. like there was a lot of weird technical stuff that they that they made mistakes on, and yeah. I felt that the acting was not great. But I guess I was judging no. it by what I expect for today's standards. Even like the main guy, sure. I felt at times mm-hmm. like his mood was off or something. Like he wasn't, he was like smiling when he wasn't. the The mood shouldn't have been that way. Or he, I don't oh, know. I hear you. There was times where he wasn't really selling it for me, but you know everyone was definitely not good beyond him. So uh, you know that takes away from a lot of it. And then the kills were obviously very mild in comparison. It was cool that they tried to show some things here and there, and right. even even the baby itself. It was like it was nice that they didn't just show it right away. Yeah. But I felt like they didn't show it enough eventually. Yeah. You know, it would have been yeah. nice to have at least a little bit more interaction with the people and this monster where it was just a few scenes of like, oh, look, it's on top of the hot water tank in the basement next to the kid. <laughs> right. Or something yeah. like that. Um, then uh, I eventually ended up having kind of a hard time connecting to the dad, but I liked how they made his story arc kind of go up and down with mm. his his affection towards the situation um the story it it felt out of place and weird but in a way like it i mean it all made sense it was just i guess it felt weird because it's kind of unique so maybe not a bad weird sure um i i definitely didn't like the cops in the movie <laughs> they were no they were just no, terrible they were annoying yeah um, no i hear you on and that. then you know it's funny because it came out before halloween but it had this weird finale thing where the doctor and the cops and the dad are all kind of like running around chasing after the killer it, it sort of had to me like this feeling of a, a 
bad prequel of Halloween. <laughs> and then I started thinking, like, wait, is this a prequel to Halloween? Where right. he's a deformed baby and then turns into Mike Myers later on? <laughs> but I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I did like the baby. I just wish we saw more of it, like I said. Mm-hmm. And I loved the ending, and that probably brought me up a whole point. Yeah. Where I was going to probably be more around a 5 out of 10, but I ended up giving it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Okay. Which, you know, is is still a good movie. I think maybe if I had the nostalgia of growing up with it as opposed to just a purely face value view of it, I might be a little higher on it. But Yeah, it's hard hard because, again, like, I I know what was going to happen and I just took it as a, not of a first time viewing, but like a... um, Oh, I remember this, and I remember that, and yes, it's 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 never the way you remember it. Like right. it's never, it's like I said, the um, it's not as freaky as I remember it being. Yeah, the the, the violence film, was definitely very we'll mild in it. Yeah. yeah, it definitely, and I see the also too. I like not seeing the creature a lot right. in a monster movie. I like the shadows and the little subtleness, but yeah, sometimes when you get bored of the movie, it's like, just, just, I'm gonna just give me more of that yeah. because, you know, get, get more into the, uh, uh the aspect of, of the, the scariness of it. And like I said, this movie had zero jump scares. It had, you know, the, the score was great, but it yeah. didn't use it to the point where it was effective. It was just good in the background. So, but see, I really you know, liked the, again, my, the way the music was used. I think it just wasn't written in to have those jump scares because they, didn't have the means of using the baby that much to interact with the people. Yeah. yeah. So I think it. You know, they did. It, they probably they could have put them. it into the score if it was dictated in the movie, but I think that they left it out because. Right. It's probably mostly budgetary and limitation. Oh, sure. Oh, for sure. For what they could do um, with this stupid baby puppet thing. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm, I'm curious to see the remake and see how they did it that way. Right. It was probably a fucking CGI baby. So. Oh good God! Yeah, yeah, 2008. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, a hologram baby and, and over, yeah, yeah, and over use of jump scares and yeah, and uh, just motherfuckers know. reacting to tennis balls floating around and shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, but it, it was a it was a fun revisit. I, I actually enjoyed revisiting this film. Um, yeah, I'm glad I that it, I of course, saw it. This is. Because I know, um, yeah. I know the poster and everything. I, you know, was familiar with it. I just had never actually seen it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it's also yeah. kind of like cool said, to simple, see sort of the genesis of that deformed baby mutant thing. You know, it's obviously is a little more early right. on in, in doing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where yes, there there's probably better uh, demon babies out there uh, movies. You know, with this, like I said, this one, a lot of people get a reaction to this because of the uh, the sound effects on it and the freakiness of what they did show. Some of it, it, it kind of it sticks with you, right. you know, um, especially as, you know, a five year old pers- uh, kid that's accidentally watches it on TV like I did. Right. So, you know, it yeah, stuck definitely. with me for a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> we uh, we got to watch this one. Yeah, cool. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back. We will discuss our next movie, which is... What is it? I forgot. A Basket Case. Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) It is Basket Case from 1982. I could say that I'll cut that out, but I'm definitely going to leave that in to embarrass myself. (laughs) Yeah.
Basket Case from 1982. This one was also chosen by you for the show. Yes, yes. Um, so I think in the future, if we're going to have shows where I let you pick two movies, I can expect <laughs> something similar to this in the future. Um, I, I want to get these <laughs> out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I guess, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you like about this one in particular or okay. why you chose it? So the movie Basket Case, I love and hate this movie at the same time. Um, I love it because it it is, to me, this is, it's, it's pretty scary. Uh, to this day, it's scary. And it's not, again, it's not the 
you know jumpy shadowy movie of scariness that you know you would think of it's the it's the the goddamn puppet in this movie the the monster in this movie uh, would still give me nightmares <coughs> to this it, day it does kind of have jump scares because that fucking thing jumps through the air <laughs> yeah it does and again this is this is another movie that um growing up when i saw this i don't think i watched it all the way through until i was an adult because i i just couldn't i i I didn't like it. Right. Um, like I said, I have a love hate relationship with this movie. Every time I tell somebody what they want, let, let me watch a good eighties, uh, horror movie. I'll watch basket case, but do it without me. Cause I don't want to watch it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's only because of the goddamn monster in it, the puppet and, and the, the way they use it, the, the way the vocals are on it, the way, the way, not the stop motion parts of the movie. Cause there are some really cheesy parts to it, but, um, you know, so, this one compared to the last movie, th- this one is a lot more gorier, a lot more uh, uh, risque and violent, right? So, and they also show the monster about a hundred times more percent than in yeah the last movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, like you said, you you really get a good visual of this movie, and uh, sure. I'm hoping that people are listening to us th- um, having that same kind of reaction where they hated this movie at the same time. It's a great horror movie. Like to me, this was this is a typical monster horror film. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, or maybe not typical, I guess, but uh, but it's it's a good one. To me, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so this one, the whole the whole first act kind of alludes to and sort of loosely shrouds the mystery of what our main character Dwayne is carrying around inside of a large <laughs> basket with a padlock on it. Which right. I, I don't understand why he had a, a padlock on a wicker basket seems like... I mean, it immediately well, fails at one point, so... Yeah, you see like that a bad in, the, plan. in the movie where you could just pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't find anything better than a wicker basket to fucking put a lock on. Yeah, if it was, like, tied with rope around it or something, or some kind of chain around it, that would have been yeah. made more sense. I yeah. I guess then it would look even more suspicious when he's telling people that the basket's got laundry in it. <laughs> exactly but yeah the they padlock? so so the whole thing i mean it started out with uh with an immediate kill uh, with yes. a, a great like stock scene and then the guy pretty much just gets splattered and gets like and again like it's a lot of gore but it's not it's not like face first gore it's kind of like low budget where they spend a lot of money on fake blood but not on actual practical effects beyond the blood exactly. so much so Exactly, it's it's the squirting off screen, off camera into yeah. the face of the actor. But yeah, yeah. still yeah. a pretty cool scene. And then, um, you know, then it just cuts to our main character walking down the street, and he runs into a a, a drug dealer that must have like one of every <laughs> single drug on the planet in his jacket. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. He's he's walking down at nighttime, New York City, right? And. Uh, and he's got the basket, and the, yeah, the guy's like, "You want meth? You want coke? You want this?" I mean, he's just going off. I mean, he lists like twenty fucking things. I'm like, "How does he even have all of those things on him? He's just wearing a jacket." Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he can carry all that shit. Smoke, smoke. I got joints and bags, nickels and dime bags, gold Columbia smoke. I got acid blotters, rainbows, window pane speed downs, second off volume mescaline THC. I've got some good cocaine, Quaalude, beauties, methadone, cheap Panama red angel dust. Check it out, man. Tranquilizing enemies, lithium, poison, tie sticks, methadone, other rock, red, junk, morphine. What do you want, some girls? I got some nice girls. What the fuck is wrong with you anyway, man? 
it, see, I'm not from New York, so I don't know how it really is. If that's the way it happens when you walk down the street, you could just get anything you want. <laughs> so, probably not anymore, at least. But yeah, right. So I mean, sure. but it's funny because like that's setting up the the his environment. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're in New York, and a lot of '80s films do this, right? They right. they try to show the slummiest of the slums, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's he's walking by all the X-rated peep booths and. Um, you know, the drug dealer and the hookers and everything. And that's like a typical right. uh, scene that you would see in the 80s. Yeah. So they, um, uh, this kid, he goes and checks into a hotel with his basket of quote unquote yeah. laundry. Right. And uh, people are kind of busting his balls. And we see he's got a big wad of cash. And he goes into his room and they, um, I, I thought it was cool that they showed um, a significant folder that, that the doctor that got killed in the first scene. Yes. There was this folder and got a blood splatter, and then they show that this kid has the folder, so we know that he's now connected to that murder. To that murder in the intro, right? Because you never see any any monster in the beginning. It was almost like you said, like a stalker yeah. scene, and we know a doctor gets killed, and then blood splatters on that um, sure booklet, and then he so he's pulling it out, and now he's going through it. Yeah, so now there's that connection. But then they they sort of reveal too that the thing in the basket is also alive. Alive, yeah. And he's you know he's feeding it meat or hamburgers or whatever and yeah it's um you know you can you can hear the sound of it eating and snarling and whatever but you don't yeah, actually pet get peeve, to see it for a while yeah pet peeve number one for me like i said i have a love hate with this movie okay. is the overuse of that of the sound effects like okay. how much it's almost like uh psychological torture at this at this point at this point okay. where you, it's almost like you you're, you're sitting across from a table and someone's chewing with their mouth open right but this this movie does a really good job at at um, having this creature in the basket chowing down on the burgers for a long fucking time. You know what I mean? <laughs> so and you're get like, oh my god, stop! I can't. I have to. I have to mute it at times. And again, this this plays into my love hate with this movie because it it's gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's see, that a, didn't bother me at all. But I'm oh, not, okay. Um, I guess I'm not <laughs> sensitive to that sort of thing. I am. Um, I have. I. I don't know what that's called, but it's. You know. There's a. There's a term for it. Uh, but, uh like squeamish. Or... No, it's. There's a term for noises when noises bother you, especially like like um... wet, chewy noises and stuff when people are like talking or they chew, you know, and uh, you can hear everything that they're chewing. Right. There's actually there's an actual term for that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I get a lot of that in this movie. So yeah, so now we know that there's something alive in this basket. Right. right? And and now it seems like this kid who's rented this room at this hotel has there's like an agenda going on. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. We have this this folder that connects him to the murder, mm-hmm. and uh, he's looking for some information in it, which leads him to a, a doctor's office. Right. Yes. That he's he's trying to find another doctor, and um, what was this Doctor Cutter that he's looking for? Doctor Cutter. Yes. Uh, so then they. They show. Oh, he goes to the doctor's office and he he meets. Uh, I don't remember what her name is. I just wrote her down as uh, the receptionist. Um, I wrote her down as DTF because she was like. <laughs> I just called her DTF through all of my notes. <laughs> yeah, she, because she's like she was immediately they just met and she's like, yeah, they're like I mean immediately she's like I get off at seven. I don't know what you're doing after yeah. after you're done with Mister Cutter, but I get off at seven. Right. You know, <laughs> and my pants get off a few minutes after. Yeah, exactly. It was great. And then you get oh. off a few minutes after that. So, what did he give you? Forty-eight hours to live? No, we just had a nice chat. Was he surprised? 
Oh, yeah. Very. Anyway, getting back to what we were talking about before, I get off here tonight at 7. Hint, hint. Well, I'd like to, but I can't. Not tonight. Can't say I didn't try. god no yeah, so she yeah, was so, like immediately dtf yeah. so i just kept calling her dtf that's great in my notes <laughs> that's funny but yeah he meets her there and he gets this info about this dr cutter and then we see dr cutter who he's obviously <laughs> chasing after <laughs> yeah and dr cutter was also dtf with whatever her hot date that she had going on right and uh oh and then they said that he was from glens falls which i was like oh where is that in new york and I looked it up, and it's not anywhere near me. So. Oh, really? Okay. I got excited okay. unnecessarily. <laughs> uh, no, it's like five hours away from me, uh, north of Albany, which is the state capital. Right, so, right. Not anywhere near okay. me. Yeah, because he said he was from upstate. Yeah, upstate, I'm like... Upstate, I'm from upstate New York. I'm western New York, so... Okay. Uh, upstate's like middle, middle northern part of the yeah. state, so... And then New York City is the east coast, so... Okay. Uh, so yeah, I am not connected to this area. I don't know what the mm. fuck Lens Falls is. You might have to. You might have to take a road trip. It is a real place, but they probably didn't actually film it there. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So then they they finally get to the point of where they reveal the monster after yeah. about the first third of the movie or so. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we see what this thing actually is, which is. Ugh basically a, a i don't know a lump with some arms a and a face yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a meatball with like long deformed arms and giant hands it's, yeah it's exactly like a meatball <laughs> with, with a face and it's almost like um slimer's uh from ghostbusters cousin right like ugly yeah ugly step ugly uh <laughs> short cousin because yeah. it had the long, had the big ass arms and it had this face on this blobby body and it's like it, yeah it was just a disgusting looking and he kept it in this basket and it's like this is the thing yeah it's like slimer's cousin killing. that um that the mom drank and smoked while she was pregnant with him yeah <laughs> yeah this is the ugly one in the family yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah so like you had said this is the thing that's that's killing the people obviously yeah. Um, so I don't know. What do you What do you think about this monster? Do you? Okay. So that's the disturbing part of it because how, like I said, this is practical effects, right? Right. And how and it looks. It, it's it got me. It still gets me to this day where it's an actually really good job on mm. how it was puppeted, um, how it was controlled, and the vocals on it, uh, how it would it would never talk. It would scream. It would just scream. I know, I love, and the scream sound is great. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know it was so freaky every time, and it had those dead eyes, right? It every time it like latched onto somebody or whatever, it it just had those those eyes in the in the extra long mouth with the teeth, you know, like little space like sloth from Go- Goonies teeth, <laughs> and uh, and it was all moist and wet around it. It was yeah, I don't know. It's just it's like one of those things where, god damn it, that monster is is so good, but yet so freaky scary, mm-hmm. you know. And it's all pale skin, flesh tone, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so did it freak a, you out uh, or anything? Or like? No, I think again without having seen it when I was younger, because this was the first time mm. I saw this too. So. Okay. Um, it felt, it felt almost like comical now, more than anything. Okay. Like it, it felt yeah. kind of like more of a slapstick monster because now I'm seeing it, comparing it to things that have come out since this. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's it doesn't seem as as scary or as as creepy or gross or yeah any of those things, uh, but it was definitely interesting. It was kind of unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, uh, I uh, really seen much like that. that you, at yeah, something that sure. you can't see outside right. of your home. So no, you know, I hope that's... not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm this. definitely no, gonna be, be skeptical of some fucking kid with a basket next time I see one though. <laughs> Like, stay the fuck away from me, dude. Yeah, I'm not even going to ask. That's your laundry. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But So after they reveal the monster, then they really just kind of start pouring it on pretty thick like he's around all the time, it seems like. Yeah. Like once they they pop, they couldn't stop. Yeah, right, exactly. Once now, once they reveal the whole whole monster, and and now, and and I think at the same time when they redo the reveal, Mm Mm-hmm. You get the sense that there's a connection between the two, right? The monster and the kid, because right. the kid keeps talking to it and answering it out loud with no voices coming out of the yeah, monster. Yeah, we don't so hear it. Like, right. Exactly. So there's a there's something there's a connection um, that we're getting early on. Like right. there's a of course there's there's we don't know the motive yet of them going out and killing yet, but that comes up pretty soon. Right. And then uh, when he when he meets his girlfriend, and um, I think it's but the next part after he meets Cutter, right? Yeah, yeah. He, they go out on their seven o'clock sharp date that they just met, but they're already madly in love with each other. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so, um, this is the point where they start making out by the Statue of Liberty, and where well, he's on his date, and he leaves the he leaves his uh, his uh, monster in the room, right. or the TV, and he's like, "Here, enjoy. I'm gonna go scout out our next victim." That's pretty much what he says. And so he's out on his date, and they start kissing, and all of a sudden the monster flips the, just flips out in the room. Um, yeah, destroying it, everything. It into, broke the just... knob off the TV and couldn't change the channel. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah, I would Sorry, too. I mean, no it. remote control? Come on. I think I wrote yeah. down that the... I said Basket Boy starts going all Keith Moon on his hotel room. <laughs> and in the meantime, all the, uh, the, the, the residences from that hotel or that apartment building, whatever, they start coming out and... What's cool about this movie is that every one of those people have a. There's a character there. I know. You know what I mean? Like, like the nosiest motherfuckers in the world. <laughs> they are. I love the the landlord. Essentially, he's that yeah. that typical 1980s New York, you know, uh, <laughs> guy. Um, I meant to look him up. He, um, speaking of that guy, that reminds me. He looked like the. He looked like one of the guys from My Bloody Valentine, the one minor guy that like yes. had the mustache and the glasses, the burly guy. And I meant to look it yes. up, and I never did. I wonder. I wonder if that's the same guy. I know, right? Huh. But but that was kind of funny how this movie kind of put characters, right? You had 
um, the drug dealer at the at the beginning. You had the landlord. You had the the reception. Everybody had these really key eccentric characters. So right. it's, it wasn't just what they, they weren't just background. Um, yeah, you, you had know, like the the sassy, like kind of sexy lady that everyone yeah. loved and was. Uh... She was like super nice to him, so it was almost kind of foreshadowed. Like she was so nice to him and and friendly, and yeah. like, well, you know, you're gonna probably die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, you had the nosy neighbor guy who, who uh, uh, you know, was was looking at the wad of cash that the kid was carrying when he was when he was, yeah, go, like almost like pinpointing him. So you know that there, this is a poor area, but yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool in this movie too, where it had pretty much eccentric characters that like you know right right that always helps that always helps sell it yeah but yeah so the basket yeah basket boy (laughs) (laughs) uh goes ape shit in the room and just tears it up and then everybody comes out and they're like there's a there's something in there there's like you know how you hear howling you're screaming and it's trash in the joint and uh and i guess they go they they break in to find out what's what's wrong or something (laughs) where they call the cops or something uh yeah and he's like the the creature hides, right? That's what, oh, or is that oh, when right. it starts it, getting out of the room? Or well, well that's right. It, okay, so as the creature was doing that, uh, as he was going all Keith Moon, like you said, <laughs> the kid that was on the date, um, he like he like uh, freaked out at the same time, mm-hmm. right? He uh, he stopped kissing the girl, and he's like, "What's something's wrong? Something's wrong." So he say so they he goes back. He's like, okay. "Something's wrong," so he goes back. So he had that. There's like I said, that telepathy connection or whatever is coming to play, right? Um. And that's when he comes in, and they and they're all everybody's out in his room, and it, the place is just trashed. Right. So, yeah. So, and I think um, after that, after everything's settled and, and whatnot, um, he kicks the girl away. He's like, "Go away! I can't! I can't see you!" Whatever. And so he's setting up that thing where it's like the the creature got mad that he was on a date. Yeah, it's sort of jealous, <laughs> like it's gonna leave him or something. Yeah. So, and I get and um, is that the okay? I think. That's when they go back and so is Cuddy dead? Cutter, at this point, um, I think he is. Or he goes well, back and the, after they freaked out in the hotel room was when the the baldy guy that was eyeing up his cash like breaks into the room, right? And then the monster like chased him back into his room and killed him, and then climbed back in through the window. And That's so the right. Kid came in and then the the monster was hiding in the toilet. <laughs> so okay yeah so that yeah the monster was hiding in the toilet after he killed the dude that uh uh did that and the cops were called and all that stuff so that you know um i think there's a little bit of uh investigation the kid was trying to hide it and all that stuff and uh and i think this is where we get the backstory the uh where it kind of goes backwards and tells the story of yeah because they um it went to like i don't know if it was a halloween party or some shit where he meets up with the the nice lady from his floor at the bar, and he gets drunk with her, and they, oh, right. they're sitting around right. the bar getting drunk, and he ends up because then he gets all he gets all drunk, and I put uh, drunk lips sink ships. <laughs> That's right. So when the so when the creature was hiding in a toilet, backtrack was he was hiding in a toilet. He he was taking he took him out of there and he's drying him off. The kid was and he's saying like like oh, don't worry, she meant nothing. Nothing will come between us. And and he goes, we I know what we have to do. We found the the other another doctor. Right. Like he, I think he was say, said it or something. And uh, and um, he was saying I won't I won't leave you again or something like that. So right. yeah, he he goes and he takes the the his his he's sitting at a bar 
And uh, yeah, like I said, like a Halloween party looked like. But he was sitting at the bar and had the basket there too. Right. And so he's getting drunk, and then the sassy neighbor, um, who who was like you know befriended or whatever, said, "Hey, come on, let's talk." And uh, so he's all drunk, and he has the basket sitting there, <laughs> and next to him, and and so he starts saying, and "She's like, what's in the basket?" You know, and and then he goes, "That's my brother. My brother's in the basket. He's." What he he just starts describing his like ugly hideous thing, you know, and he starts telling her like you know we were separated, uh, some doctors <laughs> kidnapped us or whatever and forcibly separated us, and mm-hmm. I carry him with me the whole time, all the time, and he can he communicates with me, I can hear him in my head. He says, but I can't, he can't, uh, he can't hear me, but I can hear him. He grows strong and he's all powerful. He's like controlling me. He's always around and and everything. So. And I think that's when um, it kind of the movie reverts back to when he was a kid and b- when he was born. Right. And he's sitting there in a in a the crib and his dad. I get okay. Well, that's what he goes. My mother died giving birth to us. Right. And so the dad's there. Now, now it's going back to you know backtracking here like a flashback, and the dad's sitting there just you know all the relatives around him blaming him like, you know you killed my my wife and I don't want them at all. I don't want any of them. I want them to both die. Right. You know and. And so right away, you know, it's that it's almost like how it refers to it's alive, right? It's it's compared to that movie where the dad hadn't want nothing to do with this monstrosity. Yeah. Well, then he wants the kid, but he wants to have the kid cut off from him, and the kid doesn't yeah. want to have the thing cut off. Yeah. It's his brother, and he cares about it. The, the, right. Yeah, it had kind of that same idea of like the it's not actually a human kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, it's just a monster and. So the the best and, uh, the best part before the flashback though was when mm-hmm. um she he sits down with her and she goes what's in the when she said what's in the basket he says my Siamese twin and they both look at each <laughs> other and they go you don't look oriental that's right <laughs> and I was like oh my god that's so stupid that's right I again um you can get away with those jokes back then right. <laughs> Before you right. had petitions signed against you today, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I like the, uh, like in "It's Alive," the retarded comment, and yeah. the, that is fun. You're right. Like he's a Siamese tweedo, but you don't look Oriental, and they both start cracking up at each other. There's something else I've been dying to ask you. What's in the basket? My brother. Your brother. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, a midget? <laughs> no, we're twins. Siamese <laughs> twins. <laughs> That's funny. You don't look oriental. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Somebody's shrinking? <laughs> no, he's deformed. <laughs> a freak. He looks like a squashed octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Our mother died giving birth to us. He was attached to my right side. They wouldn't let us go to school or anything. They kept us hidden. We were the big family secret. Yeah, but <laughs> they they did the um the thing you said with the dad, but yeah. then they they jumped it to where he was like twelve years old or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the the doctor comes into their lives. This doctor Cutter mm-hmm. was the person they were looking for before. And so they had sort of established this surgery that they were going to do, and they forced the kid into it and held him down and, like, made him get yeah. the thing cut off. And they pretty much just threw the thing in the garbage and then yeah. like, so garbage the main, picked it. 
I know. So that's what I, um, so yeah, so there was three doctors involved and a dad was like, just take it off. I want my son without the beast next, you know, right. attached to it. So in their dining room, they made shift a operation table and they held the kid down, the three doctors and the dad. And they cut, they, they, uh, they did this thing where they cut the, yeah. the Siamese twin off of them. Yeah. And they threw him in a garbage can out in the alley or yeah. like out in the front yard. <laughs> so when the kid came to, um, you know, he had the big gash in his, in his side and, and bandaged up and, you know, he went to go, he was like freaking out and he found his brother in the garbage can and, and took him. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was funny too. They just threw it away. Like. Okay. I know, and the um, kid garbage picks his, his brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he brings it back in, and then he's um, hiding the hiding the baby in the basement or whatever. Yeah. Well, not the baby, but the... The, the brother. Deformed yeah. Siamese twin that's right. not Oriental. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, and so the, the, the dad, like, wants to kill it, and then the thing ends up killing the dad eventually, right? So... Yeah, he makeshifts like some kind sort of booby trap or something in it, uh, like a, a big saw mm-hmm. in the basement. And the dad goes in there and you see this big blade, like a three foot blade. <laughs> that thing was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was like on and a it wagon. Go- it's got machetes and shit <laughs> taped onto it. Yeah. And it just kind of, it just kind of like um, starts going towards the dad. And the dad just sits there and all you see is from the, the angle. The, it was a kind of a cool kill, even though they didn't really show anything. Mm-hmm. But you see the dad's legs. And as the blade hits, you just see one leg fall over and then the other fall the other way. So you like split yeah. them right in half, know, you know, but it, it was kind of cool. Like I said, they budget reasons, they didn't show it. But in a, in a sense, you got exactly what happened yeah. by that scene. No, so, that's awesome. So now, yeah. So now the ant, I guess, raised them after that point. And uh, so now we're getting the sense of they're they're on a mission to get revenge. Right. And now they're they've killed two of the three doctors already now zig cutter was the second doctor that they found in new york city yeah and they and, and so he put the basket there and he killed him so now they're on the hunt for the third doctor which is the woman doctor yeah that um i guess i don't know if she was heading it up or whatever but uh um but that so now we get the okay so there's you know they have the the two twins have telepathy or the monster baby uh, brother has telepathy towards the other one and control right. of the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now you get their motive and their, and their motivation to go out and seek revenge for everything. So, right. And the whole jealousy streak. Now that this, uh, the, the monster is completely jealous, uh, or wants the kid all to himself. Like you, he can't even have a girlfriend. There's, they have fights in between, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can never have a girlfriend if you're going to flip out like this, you know, and, I can never be normal with you around all the time. You're around all the time. Uh, so it's setting up like it was setting up like a conflict between themselves, right? So kind of predictable. Yeah. Well, it, it, like things started to really spiral out of control, like they always do with these revenge plots, too. Right, right. Where uh, because of the fucking nosy ass neighbors, this thing keeps <laughs> killing people. Like it ends up killing the woman that he was out drinking with, like sneaks yes. into her apartment, and it's like taking her clothes off and grabbing her tits and yeah steals her underwear and shit and then like she ends up getting killed (laughs) yeah so you know it's like going out the windows and coming back in so it's all super sketchy and of course the nosy neighbors are always there like they hear everyone screaming and shit so they are always peeking around the corner so it's 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 really getting out of hand for this kid he knows he's gotta fucking make this thing happen because it's going down so 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the um yeah, so like the sassy neighbor, the one that he confided in ends up dying and and you're right, like it kind of gets to that point where it's it's just something's going to give here any minute, but uh I I think they they track down the third doctor and they go confront her and and she ends up being a veterinarian. She's a vet. An animal doctor. And that kind of it's kind of funny too because again it's like um the, the dad saw it as a thing as an animal as a creature so he called a veterinarian <laughs> so um yeah, maybe she was so, a little cheaper uh, than a regular surgeon too yeah could be you know Save and a few uh, bucks. So, <laughs> so she's the last of the people who separated them mm-hmm. and um so he they he so he makes an, the, the kid in the basket they go and they make an appointment at, the, at this uh vet's office and you know they go in there and she's he's like yeah it's my cat he's got you know something wrong with it or whatever and it's in this basket and they go there and uh she identifies who he is right like she she remembers who he is and uh kind of insults him and says like yeah we threw that thing away that was attached to you. we saved your life and got rid of that monstrous growth or whatever and uh right right and that's when, you know, he opens a basket or, or the thing jumps out of the basket, you know, and like a jump scare or whatever. And, and they start going at it and attacking, uh, you know, the the monster starts attacking the veterinary and, and trying to kill her and stuff. So they did um, a good job with those effects where they would have the creature like jump onto people. Yeah. Which it was obviously yes. done with some kind of strings or whatever, but you couldn't really see it too well on the one that I was watching. And it was not as bad as the terrible stop motion scenes they tried to do with the monster <laughs> yeah when the monster was free roaming around they did stop motion and just... yeah it was ballsy to go for stop motion back then but yeah they yep. went for it yep uh no the, mean, the those jumps were pretty cool though because they would just have the thing like fly up and it would be on top of people yeah so it's done really well yeah but that ended up happening to her where the thing comes flying onto her and <laughs> it's just fucking beating the shit out of her and you know, pawing at her face and blood flying all over the place. Yep. Um, I love the way that thing yells too every time it, it oh, comes God. out. It does like the <laughs> yeah, that's one sickening that like howl. Yeah. That it does. I'll have to cut a clip of it in here somewhere. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Do it. Yeah. So people. Can... <laughs> again, that's that's one of the things that haunts me to this day. This mo- again in a fun way, right? Like like mm-hmm. try to get a little scared of, of of horror movies, but yeah. So the sound effects are fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's it was a great long kill scene, like just the longest kill scene ever. And uh, <laughs> and uh, when the uh, ner- when I guess her assistants or whatever bust in the door when they escape, I guess uh, they escape and everything to bust in the door. Um, they open the door to the vet's office and she screams at him, but she's got like knives sticking out of her face, like <laughs> she's all got, the scalpels. like five scalpels in her face. <laughs> yeah, and she does her final like death howl or whatever and. <laughs> I know. I was like, why did she wait until they opened the door to scream in their face? I was like, that's fucking I rude. I know. Like, that was a dick move. <laughs> it was <pretty laughs> bad. Oh, man. So um, so now that we have. Yeah. So they're they're They completed their mission. Right. They uh, mm-hmm. um, they uh, killed all everybody who wronged them and, and they want to be together forever. But then the girl, the, the DTF girl comes back into play. Right. You know, like like. Uh, Hey, you oh, because she just found yeah. out that the doctor died that she worked That's for, right. which was one of That's the guys right. that they killed. 
She yeah, just came and was like, girl. oh, I'm all sad, and I want companionship, and I want you to touch my boobies and make out with me. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, almost word for word. I mean, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I might have paraphrased a little bit, but... Yeah. So, I mean, and so they start they start doing that, and that, and that thing flips out, right? Or yeah. um, mentally does everything and uh, ends up making her leave. Yeah, it was weird, too, because it, it came out, and she was, like, not freaked out about it, where she... Oh, that's just, right. It jumps off the basket. Like, and, okay, yeah. like, well, it's... And then he, like, throws her out, and then he's yeah. yelling at the thing, and then she's outside, and she starts just fucking pounding on the door, like, super fast while all the stupid nosy neighbors are watching. Right. And all I could think while she was fiercely pounding on the door for, like, three and a half minutes super fast, I was like, man, she probably gives a wicked hand job. <laughs> the way that she was pounding on that door, I was like, I would have already busted by now. <laughs> but... But here, well, yeah, because you know the scene before that, you're all, you know, you're kind of like, okay, let's do this, you know. I know, but yeah, it was just so weird. He like freaks out and just throws her out of the room, and then, she, but she's like, no, let me back in. I want to come in and see this thing instead of wanting to run away from this yeah. deformed fucking Slimer monster. Yeah, exactly. And so, so now that's funny. Um, <laughs> so now we we set up probably the weirdest part of this movie and it's it's like it's like i don't know how to explain it it's like the most weirdest thing i've ever seen a movie do right and i had this well it went um, through there was like a dream sequence first yeah it was like a dream sequence. okay so Dwayne was dreaming that he was like stalking her and like taking her clothes off while she was sleeping and groping her and stuff like but running through the he, streets naked to her. Yeah, and then he um, he woke up. I was like, "What in the fuck is happening?" And then he wakes up, and I'm like, "Oh, it was just all a dream." Right. I didn't fully get that. Like right away, I thought, I don't know. I, uh, the whole time I was almost kind of waiting for it to be some sort of a weird, uh, like he was somehow the monster, and the monster was him, or some kind of right. weird fucking switcheroo thing. So I thought that's what was coming when he started creeping on her and like and you know touching her boobs and shit while she was sleeping and stuff and right I was like oh wait is he are they gonna do one of those kind of things but then it just turned into a dream well it, it what, what actually it wasn't a dream it was um so like again it's like the weirdest thing in, in the world when i if and i never understood this until like recently and especially mm-hmm. like rewatching this again so he's he's sitting there after he kicked his girlfriend out and there he's sitting there and he's dreaming he's sleeping and he picturing himself like running down the street completely naked right. and going to her house and she's lying there in her bed and of course yeah you like you said you he he starts you know takes her uh blankets off and starts groping her and everything and it's and he's like all like all disturbed and then he wakes up and then he wakes up and he's like he looks in the basket and the basket's gone or the the his brother is gone and then it finds out the mon- the the brothers actually at the woman's house groping her and in on you know um oh, right. it she wakes it was not his dream but he was imagining they were connected yeah, they yeah, were yeah. yeah so remember he said that his brother could do it and he he lost the ability to connect back with his brother well i'm thinking that it kind of triggered again where he would uh he had he was actually um had the sensation of what his brother was doing right. so his brother was out there stalking his right, girlfriend right, right. like you know and he ends, she ends up waking up with this thing on top of her and he strangles her to death mm-hmm. right uh or or passes out whatever and uh and so um is it uh Dwayne right 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so he rushes over to their house and he finds their brother. <laughs> how do we do this? How do we say, how do we describe what's happening here? Uh, so the brother, um, the deformed brother is on top of the naked girlfriend. It's uh, like dry humping, but yeah, it's on like a pool hump- of blood. So it's not yeah, really dry. Yeah. So, it's like so. dry humping on top, like I guess grinding on top of her dead body. Yeah. And it's all like on top of blood, basically. So he like killed her and then was just like kind of grinding on some blood on her torso area. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just the weirdest thing. So Dwayne comes in, catches him, and uh, you know freaks out, takes the brother, and right. I, you know I guess I guess they. Yeah, he was all mad at him because he was like saying you know she was good why did you do this yeah. you didn't have to kill her she wouldn't have broke us up like that's right no no never again she was good she was pure she wasn't for the death why her because i wanted her because she wanted me what's wrong with you no i'll never let you out no i won't tell of it no you can't doesn't mean I should. No! God damn you! Damn you to hell! Is this what I have to worry about every time I find a girl I like? You climbing on top of her? If I ever get my hands on you again, I'll kill you! I swear to God, I'll kill you! The first girl I ever kissed, you destroy her! So he was all pissed about it, and he he dragged him home, and uh, was you know yelling at him and fighting, and everyone's like, "Fucking what the fuck is this guy yelling at his basket for?" Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. He's going through the hallway and stuff, and everyone's looking at him weird, giving him the side eye. Yep. Um, but yeah, so then he just went up to the apartment. And they fought some more, and then I think did the the did creature the... turned on him and started strangling him. Like yeah, it, what was it? like they were arguing, or is yeah. The uh, the creature's name was Belial, right? Which I thought was Belial. Yes. A weird yes. name for a baby. I know. Right. For a, I keep thinking of it as a baby, but it's fucking actually like 30 years old or whatever. Yeah, same age as the kid. Yeah, I guess just because it's little. But um, <laughs> do you think that the thing ever like went through puberty and stuff, like the way that I kept imagining. Well, I kept imagining the much as that he was eaten. Where was he shitting? Because right? that basket was clean. Yeah, it's true. I, I I expected almost to see like a couple of logs in there when they showed inside the empty <laughs> basket. <laughs> but uh. To answer, I mean, when they sh- when they did the flashback scene, you saw that the arms of the kid it was actually smaller and it was less muscular. So right. I'm assuming it grew. Yeah, yeah. it would probably went through all that stuff too. And it got all powerful. Uh, it could jump through the air super far, even though it yeah. has no legs. It's like Krang from Teenage Mutant. Ninja <laughs> yeah, it is the fucking Krang monster. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so. So when he went back and he was arguing about him and he said, you know, this can never work, or if you're going to be like this, this will never work. And and so the monster turned on him and he attacked. They were like fighting. He attacked him and uh, um, they end up like falling out the window. Right. But the monster grabbed onto the railing and also grabbed onto the kid's neck who was below him, like dangling. And <laughs> at the same time, uh, so he was like they were hanging up up on you know up on the balcony, about to fall to their death. And everybody's noticing from down. You know, from the, they're pouring out of the apartment, and hookers noticed them and everything, and they're like freaking out. But at the same time, the monster has got the kid by the neck. You know, the only way that he he grabbed him, and he ended up strangling him to death. Yeah, I think. And well, then um, they, f- they and both then, fell to their death, right? When... Yes, and then he lost the grip, and they both yeah they both fell to their death, and that's that's how it ended. 
Yeah. Um, I know. That so, was, again, I was, I, I wrote down, yay, another bummer. Because <laughs> I love when these movies end sad and everyone dies. Yes. 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 Um, I kind of liked it, but as far as like it, it ended that way, you know what I mean? Because they, they set, they set out to do what they were going to do. They completed it. And they, of course they had that inevitable conflict at the end where, um, once their mission is done, you know, they notice that, or the brother noticed that he's never going to live a normal life. If this creature, it can't, it is, it can't do its own thing. And right. of course it's like, it didn't want him to have a girlfriend, but he went and got it. You know, he went and both right. times, um, attack the women that was interested in him. Or yeah, in well, they, they showed their connection often. I think it was kind of lending to that idea that they would somehow serve each other's needs. So, yeah, you know, whether Belial wanted to do something to the woman or not, it was acting out on Dwayne's, you know, conscious, yeah. subconscious, whatever you want to call it, uh, feelings. So um, there, there was definitely a, a lot of that where... I think Dwayne was much more involved in doing murders and stuff than he wanted to be, but wanted to help out his brother. So, yeah, 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 it, yeah, exactly. Like, cause he never really killed, he didn't kill anybody. Right. Dwayne didn't, um, just let the monster do it all. But again, that's that whole, that whole thing. It's like, he treated him like a monster also, because he was like, you do the dirty work, you know, Yeah. you're not going to have, you don't, you don't need to, uh, if you, it's almost like if you get caught, then you're, of course, you're a monster. I'm, I'm, sure. I can't get caught. I'm, you know, I've got to live a normal life out there. So there is some sort of like where he wasn't, or he knew the end game maybe too. Yeah. So. Uh. All right. Well, um. The the one thing that by doing these double features is we wanted to have mm -hmm. some sort of either similarity or the the pairing works because they're so dissimilar. So this one was obviously a similarity. Yes. Um, so I think, you know, the one thing just sort of came up organically about the father figures relationships to yes. the characters, the creatures, I guess we could say. But um, yeah, for, for sure in this movie, the, the father's yeah. role was much more diminished. It was just kind of a flashback scene for about 10 minutes of the movie or whatever. Right. Uh, with the other one, that was really the main focus was the father's character. Yeah, and it had like the like a re, almost a redemption story at the end of It's Alive. Right. Where this one had, yeah, like the catalyst to project them to becoming monsters. Right. So it's almost like if uh, if, if It's Alive, if the this uh, baby escaped and knowing that his dad hated him, he would come out mm -hmm. to, and just go randomly kill people. So, yeah. but we, yeah, so like yeah. Well, I was gonna say we have sort of similar monsters mm -hmm. in some way, even though the one is genuinely a baby as yeah we heard me admit that i kept calling the other one a baby when it wasn't but <laughs> right they're similar right. in their sort of you know stature and and uh deformities i guess even they yeah, both sort I, of had the fangs i think yeah this they both they had that same kind of uh you know deformity look to it and of course you know they have to be different to be considered a monster in in this sense so the uh it's, then it's alive. It's like the only differences is that it was it was um, put out there that this could be a genetically and um, you know mutated species that was happening out throughout right. what's what's going on. And of course, in basket cases uh, issue, it was a deformity. You know, it was like that. Uh, what is it called? A parasitic twin, almost. That uh, yeah, there was no like. It, like outside interference to create that it was just a, a straight genetic right. mutation at least they never yeah. 
explored that anyway. So this reminds me. See, the thing that's like why I like this film, okay, and and um, what why Basket Case stands out to me is not just a simple revenge story, whatever. It had that. It started exploring some of that um, telepathy stuff that twins have, mm-hmm. right? It right. starts, it, it, and I love that fact because I'm like I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and Stephen King does this all the time. He puts these extra things in in the background and explores it as like a subplot to every movie he does, you know? And so this reminded me of that kind of thing where, yes, this is a revenge thing. Yes, this thing is ugly. It's doing its dirty work. It kills. It's gross. Um, They have an agenda. But now there's this twin telepathy thing where now it's like um, one can read its thoughts and then the other one shut it off. And then all of a sudden, again, that dream sequence that end up being a uh, complete like he realized what his brother was doing and, he, and almost like he put himself in that uh, he projected himself in his own in in his brother's brain and stuff so it was like it explored that a little bit in which i appreciate it and it, it just added more to the story mm-hmm. you know because again if you took that out it's still a beginning middle end story to where it's like this is a cool little monster film um but adding those elements of that I think it adds to it. I like it. I like to explore yeah. that uh, in movies. No, it, it also and it did it um, right off the bat. So. It it also is nice to see it from these different perspectives of mm-hmm. where it's uh, the the brother assuming sort of a father figure role, and then the other yeah, one you have absolutely. more of the the actual father figure assuming more of the the denial role and wanting to, to just get rid of it. So You're, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, there there was a lot of technical differences with these two. Where this one, we see the monster almost too much. I feel like and the right. last one, we didn't see it enough. So I think it's this one because this the monster was an actual character in the film that right. had a role. You know what I mean? A, a, um, a particular role that projected or or had um, added to the motive of the killings. Yeah, and if they didn't show, like, if they had him interacting with it just inside the basket for so much of the movie and didn't show it at all, it would have been frustrating yeah. too. I think just see him talking yeah, to a so, fucking basket the whole movie. Yeah, like in the first. Yeah, act, exactly. So. Because exactly. So that's one of those things where I I would tell anybody who's watching it's like you don't have to wait for the monster to reveal itself like in it's alive. This one you're gonna get it, and you're gonna get it pretty much a, a, a hit to the face when it comes out. You know, especially when it's howling at you and you know moving its mouth and uh-huh. and doing that shit. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, it, it, does it still hold up for me um, as as a movie that like I I enjoyed? Where I let me put it this way: I never enjoyed this movie as a kid. Okay, I enjoy it now. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it back then. Um, in a way, yes. Again, I can look beyond the technical issues of it, just like I did with It's Alive. With the production value, I can look beyond it and be like, "This is a cool story." If I told a story to somebody, would they be interested in, in viewing that movie? So I'm I'm hoping, you know, um, that's the case because yeah, I I do recommend like this is a movie like yes, go watch it, um, you watch it with the volume all the way up, watch it in the dark, you know, and uh, and I think you'll you won't be disappointed. You might be like, ah, it's cheesy. Of course it's cheesy. You know, monster movies usually are. Uh, Right, especially like low budget '80s movies, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, sure. Um, no, I I agree with what you're saying. Uh, what um, what would you say that you would rate this movie now versus 
what your rating in the past would have been. Man, um, so this is uh, so basket case of the overall like in the horror genre. Like I, I rated It's Alive at a solid seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, basket case to me, just because of I feel that it could be scary or that like that said that freaky scary. It's it's um, to me personally, like I rate it as a an eight. Okay. Only because of how much I enjoyed being, you know, kind of freaked out by it. And right. I, like I said, I know other people could be freaked out by it too. And I, and I appreciate the fact that the, that this movie did that to me. And I actually like the story and I like the exploration of that, you know, the extra subplots of the telepathy of twins and all that stuff. And, uh, right. um, I can look beyond the bad acting and, and everything else. And I really enjoyed the, the fact that the uh, secondary characters had a, had a, uh, you know, specific role and an actual um, personality to them, too. Right. So I would I would give it an eight out of it in the whole genre of, you know, horror movies. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, well, and the the impact I think, like you said, I don't know, yeah. you know, when you were a kid, obviously you wouldn't have rated the movie, but I think you said that. I didn't watch the full movie. I was a kid because I couldn't. It had it obviously <laughs> had an impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. It did. That now still um, still sort of lingers to you know your your uh, your memory from yeah absolutely from having that experience uh all right so this one uh, i had said before was the first time for me as well i think that uh, this movie is far better than it actually deserves to be and by that i mean mm-hmm. that while it stays in its lane of kind of having the slapstick gore mm-hmm. silly shocks and um you know funny to me almost like funny monster puppet kind of things right right um it still manages to be uh creepy and sad and and have some emotional connection as well at the same time yeah and i feel like they did a lot for the the money that they spent with this movie like it, it wasn't a high budget but they still made it feel powerful yeah or they made it feel gross or they made it feel gory even when it was just showing you blood and not guts where you're like right oh god that was kind of gory yeah um i think you get all of these things in this nice little like 90 minute movie where it doesn't overstay its welcome and you feel sort of engaged and even the acting it felt appropriate for the tone of the movie because i felt like it had almost a comedic tone to the movie Mm -hmm. like it had sort of this light-hearted feel and they they overacted enough that it it worked for me um i really enjoyed the whole movie uh, despite the uh the the overacting like i said fit to that but somehow whether the monster is weird or not it's it's still (laughs) i could see it being scary right and I, i loved the gore effects despite the fact that the kills from the monster were mostly pretty typical uh, you know, redone the same way where it was just the monster jumps on him, kind of bludgeons them with his hands and pulls at their right. mouth and whatever, and then there's a lot of blood and they're dead. Uh, so I guess sort of implying that it's beating them to death or choking them to death. Right. Uh, but that, again, goes back to budget. So I think they did a good job. It was just, you know, they're pretty limited on what you can have a weird sure. Krang Slimer monster <laughs> deformed right. thing do, so... Um, yeah, overall, I mean, it was great. There was, there was some weird editing in the dialogue scenes where they did this, 
sort of sitcom-y multi-camera fucking thing where it'd be like, you know, one person's face, and then the next per line would be like, cut to the next person's whole face, and then the next person's <laughs> whole face. <laughs> so, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it felt clunky, but I, I don't know if this was his first movie, but I know it was one of his earliest movies. Sure. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff kind of felt forced in, like, that they just... I mean, I guess they found a way to drop the, the backstory in there, mm-hmm. and it was important to show it, but again, it felt sort of clunky. They just kind of were like, oh, he got drunk, and then here's my whole fucking backstory where I'm going to talk all <laughs> kinds of shit about my basket brother that is sitting right <laughs> behind me. Right, right. Um, but still, it was. I mean, it was a pretty awesome movie, and overall, I think I would definitely watch it again. Mm-hmm. And even by today's standards... It's it feels sort of mild on the gross out factor, but there's enough of it there to still make it a pretty effective movie. Yeah, um, I gave it a seven out of ten still. So cool, cool. Yeah, like um, I know you said um, that uh, with the slapstick puppet motion. You know how like you said the the right. creature was more that goofy. Now I there's other like um, uh, the, right away it reminded me of go- of Ghoulies. Like if we ever do Ghoulies, that is. Okay. What exactly what you described would be like the funny slapstick uh, monsters, uh, right. puppets, you know, laughing, joking, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's why. Again, like with this movie, this is one of those movies. Like if I go, what is your? Uh, if I if people say what's your scariest movies of all time, right? It's like hard to to pinpoint scary, right? Because I don't get scared. Like you know, oh, I can't sleep. You right. know, that nothing really scares me. Right. But thinking about that and that psychological scare and that freak out factor of this puppet this monster um it did it for me it really like i said it it started from when i was a kid um i never really fully watched the entire movie from bookends because i I just couldn't it was like i got halfway through even as even as a teenager i just like god damn it this movie you know this 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 uh (laughs) this is one of those things man it's like i i can't do it it's freaking me out but um yeah, it's it did it definitely made an impact. This movie made a more impact than me than It's Alive. I can um, see but I that those two. Yeah. I can see that for the time too. That's why. Yeah. You know, as I as I give my evaluation of these things, I feel like it's um it there's a there's a lot more face value in the way that I'm seeing it through fresh eyes. You know. Yeah, and and I and I lo- actually I really like that the fact that. Um, you can give me a perspective of you seeing it for right, you know, for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And, to, and again, you're using like today's standards and you can kind of give me a different insight because I might have a remember, like I said, I might just be more attached to it as a nostalgic thing. Sure. Um, well, yeah, now carry over. Yeah. by today's standards, you see the, the weird Krang Slimer genetic, <laughs> uh, uh, prenatal vitamin lacking. <laughs> Siamese twin that's not oriental monster right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to right. throw as many things as I can at it uh, right. <laughs> when you see it now and it's like flying through the air and it's making this crazy like <laughs> noise and yeah. it's doing goofy stop motion and you're like well by today's standard it's, it feels like it's a comedy you know right right yeah. which obviously it's a different time and so I can see how it, it would mean something different to somebody that had seen it sooner but yeah either way yeah. i still i still like it i think it's just one of those things where you would like it for different reasons whether right. it was effective to you as as a gross thing or whether or a creepy thing or as a funny thing i think there's something for everybody 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I still uh, don't know how it was having sex with that woman, but yeah, it must have something like up underneath all the skin folds. <laughs> maybe there's maybe. a maybe there's a sex organ in there. But I guess That's it. Great. They, they said that it wasn't connected through any organs, any right? Sort of like vital organs. It was just like tissue and nerve endings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's all in there. So it must have something, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I, uh, I'm glad that I got to check the two of these out for the first time. That's something that so, I've I've heard of and I've known about and maybe would have watched, maybe wouldn't have, you know. So you're going to let me pick the next two creature feature ones too? We could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so can we get suggestions from the audience there? That's what he's saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. No, I think there's there's plenty that we can definitely figure yeah, out something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had mentioned that we have a lot of um, kind of recurring oh, theme ideas. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have this to is, decide. This, yeah, two out of like two million movies, right? It's, it's just yeah. Yeah, right. No, that's good. Um, why don't we take one more break, and then okay. we will come back and just kind of say our goodbyes and plug our various other things. On the grounds, on the grounds that. Your Honor, I'm. So 
just system ass. Some people wear a mask, don't mean that they did something. everybody it's time for us to say goodbye but before we go uh, why don't we talk a little bit about where we're going to be heard and what else we're doing when we're not doing this uh, why don't you tell us about what your next podcast coming out is going to be so we are back um, into the year of our star wars talk over at the sarlacc digest uh, you can find us just Google anywhere where you get your podcast uh, um, downloads from iTunes to SoundCloud to the RLU Network podcasting. Um, again, uh, next week we record our episode 21. Right. And, and yes, uh, we're looking forward after our uh, a couple week break here. We're looking forward to getting back into The Last Jedi Talk plus the Han Solo movie and, and, and you know, shit ton more. So Sure, sure. So stay tuned and also find us on Instagram at Starlag Digest on Instagram because that's where we communicate with everybody. We have ongoing conversations 24-7 over there. We love it. What is the um, the correct spelling of Sarlacc? I always fuck that up. Is it like Sure, it's two S-A-R... You no, know, it's two C's. S-A-R-L-A-C-C. Okay. Sarlacc. Okay. And, and if you know where that comes from, then you're a uber Star Wars fan. I always um, <laughs> start putting in the wrong amounts of R's and A's and whatever, and I'm like... <laughs> I know, it's... Yeah. God damn it. I know. Fucking Star Wars names. <laughs> too many fucking vowels and shit. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not too many vowels in this case, so it fucks me up. Right. I was like, um, there's only one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so... Uh, this podcast will be out in uh, a few days, uh, basically two weeks from the last episode. You'll, you guys will be available. This one will be available for you. And then the week after that will be the next episode of my Friends Till the End series. Yes. Where I sit down with uh, the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network owner and friend of mine, Rich Pereira. And Very we cool. have a conversation just about our history uh, in podcasting, some of the tumultuous start that he had starting out, and how he's managed to build a network with kind of a cast of crazy weirdos like us and others. <laughs> yes. 
yes. that is uh, that's doing well. So it's kind of a cool conversation we have just about uh, building up his his current network and what he wants to do and things that he's working on. So yeah, very cool. I love it. I love the segment. You did the last one with Adrian, who was also part of that, and uh, I had a blast with that. Yeah, that good job. Uh, the the whole thing is at least initially, I'm trying to just connect with other people that are involved in podcasting, mm-hmm. whether. Um, you know, they have their own show or shows, or they run networks, or they're perpetual guest hosts, or whatever. Um, I have a couple coming up with a few people from the Legion Podcast Network, and then I have a couple cool. coming up with people from the Horrorphilia Network. So I'm going to try and keep those going bi-weekly for now, and we'll see if yes. it becomes too much of a burden. I might cut it back to once a month, but <laughs> they're pretty easy. I don't have to take notes. I just kind of hang out and just talk, yeah. talk. So. So those are Very fun. Cool. But um, yeah, then other than that, we're still going to be on our bi-weekly schedule, the opposite weeks of those shows. And um, if you guys don't know, uh, you can find all of our shows with uh, legionpodcasts.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes under the Legion podcast feed or under the raw live and unedited feed. And you can find us on Stitcher under Who Will Survive and Facebook and Instagrams who will survive horror podcast. And other than that, uh, this has been fun and we will let you guys know. Also, if you get in the group page, you'll kind of get some hints about what's coming up in the future too. So that's who will survive horror podcast in Facebook groups. Yes. And let us know what creature features uh, that you want to see covered in the future. Like uh, it'll be an ongoing segment. We don't know how many, shows in between but i'd like to hear some feedback yeah definitely always have some feedback all right thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon
when I go to the movies, I I still always get pop, mm. as we call it here. You do. Yeah, it's an East Coast thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I always have to get a popcorn and a pop. I know Rich was making yeah. fun of me because I was saying I have to get a popcorn and a pop, and he's like, "The fuck did you say?" <laughs> I said popcorn yeah. and a pop. It's yeah. like. He's like, the fuck is yeah. a pop? <laughs> my dad's from <laughs> my dad's from Michigan. Okay. And so he he's called it pop. He still does it sometimes too. Yeah. Uh calls it pop or and all that stuff. It's funny. <laughs> I know soda sounds weird to us. Does it? <laughs> we just call everything a Coke, no matter what it is. Can I get a Coke? Pepsi's fine? Yeah, Pepsi's fine. Just just a Coke. Just give me a Coke. So what if you want like a um a sprite is is a like a clear Coke or no, you, if it's us, uh, like, it's Coke. funny because you go to a restaurant here and you say, can I get a Coke or a Sprite? And they're like, well, you know, it depends if they sell Coke or Pepsi products. So you're like, right. is Mountain Dew fine or is uh, Sierra Mist fine? They'll just ask you, is that is, is okay. uh, Pepsi fine? You're like, yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, it's funny because no, no one just goes, hey, give me a Pepsi. They're just like, just give me a Coke. Right. <laughs> Even though they only sell Pepsi. Yeah. Or RC or Tab or whatever. Right. All right. And that was our cola segment. 